Hello. Hello and welcome to Nollywood Film Club. I am Mr. C of Iroko Critic. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Um, I am still kind of tired and um, my apologies. I think I am also kind of tired whilst hosting this space. Um, so forgive my shortness if I do appear, if I come across that way. Um, I do... I do think we had a very productive conversation, uh, regardless of how I was feeling. Um, it's something I actually learned a lot from because um, uh, whilst playing host, I got to, uh, I was trying to sort of flesh out people's characters by providing um, sort of a pushbacks where I could, even though like uh, this is this is one of those topics that um, I'm just. I'm always going to be, I think, um, I think the speakers on the space are just much better at, they're just much better at this than me. So it's one where I was always, it's not one I can take the lead as one where I was following. Um, uh, we do cover a lot of ground on this. Um, I think you can look at the trademarks, but, um, uh, worth saying to you though because i think i discuss it at uh, at several points in um, we mentioned it a couple of points in the um in in the space there is a podcast of females female characters in nollywood that is referenced it is episode 37 if you want to go and check that out so feel free um here i give a very um, I think here we started with a broad definition so everybody knows what we, we are just restate that this isn't the definition uh, obviously um, there are various different definitions and there are very different types of the topic we discuss um, we discuss whether Nollywood needs to be morally morally instructive we discuss is Nollywood misogynistic. We discuss sexual assault portrayal in Nollywood. Uh, we discuss failed attempts at feminism. And we also discuss good examples of feminism in Nollywood. And then I think we try to summarize with um, where people's expectations, where their hopes are for feminism, for the continuous portrayal of feminism in Nollywood. Are we going to get better? Are we getting worse? Um, but yes covered so much ground um and i'm just generally happy with how the conversation went having just re-listened to it um despite again my <laughs> my uh, my shortness um despite my shortness i do hope you enjoy nollywood discussing feminism in nollywood all right um so welcome to nollywood film club uh, we do discuss uh, Nollywood movies every Sunday, 6 p.m. What? But uh, on certain special occasions, we do um, have a conversation that is on our minds that uh, we want to discuss. And uh, we're discussing another What Kept Me Up article. Um, this one was, uh, uh, well, well, we're not discussing the article. We're discussing a topic inspired, inspired by the, by the What Kept Me Up article. Yes. Um, but there are, well, I will be, we'll be going through some of um uh, some of the points that were raised um, and we'll be discussing about feminism in Nollywood. 
in general. Uh, so I think one of the first things I wanted to do was just very shortly uh, just do a bog standard feminism um, definition. And we can, like, if anybody strongly disagrees with it, and then we can go, we can go from there. But it's just because, like, so when people, when we're talking about it, when it comes to in inside in Nollywood, that we all know that we're speaking generally about the same thing as opposed to something else. But like, if you want, if you have a slightly different version, um, feel free to also bring that up. And then so that we just, I just want, I'm just doing this one so we're all on the same page generally. All right. So feminism definition. As I said here, is advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. All right. So, given that, um, one of the first things the article brings up is uh, is uh, um, that um, praise brings up. I think it's like uh, I think she touches it, and, and she has a view on it. But I don't want to even I don't want to taint people's mind on it. But like the first thing I wanted to address is: Does Nollywood need to be morally instructive so um do we need uh sort of like moral instructions within in our films i think that's where um it's a good place to start aside this definition which obviously we have all right does anyone want to go first or i have my thoughts on this pinning the definition i'm not sure that i got that right okay all right i'll tweet it and okay um does Nollywood need to be morally instructive? No, but it insists on being. So here we are. You know what? True. That's a big point. And there's another part of this I was thinking of. Oh, okay. I'm going to help you. Sure. Cool. I'm good. I'm yeah. Sure. I, all right. Uh, Anika, um, you wanted to say I'm, something? I, I will go after Osas. Osas is talking. Oh. So, uh, that's uh, says um um it it doesn't have to be but it keeps it's on so, yeah it sits yeah. on being yeah. oh no I heard I thought she was continuing oh, okay. well, because you were saying okay. something else I thought you were continuing um to say something but Oyinka you can go oh thank you um I'm of two minds about this I don't necessarily think any movie needs to be morally instructive because there is no like um what's it called general morality what you think is right may not be right i mean obviously there are universal standards like you don't kill people anyhow that's like culturally across cultures that's always been there kind of yeah 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 um but like I don't necessarily think movies needs to be, but also the thing is that Nollywood is particularly Nigerian and it's particularly in an African sort of way and stories tend to, they don't necessarily need to be morally instructive, but they tend to be a reflection of ideals and notions that human beings have. So there is no way in, a, in any way that they cannot have some morals in them. So it's not like, does it need to be or is it already embedded in the form of like just storytelling? There's going to be some form of morals in it. But is it pushing? There's a difference. Like, yeah. But that's the thing about Nigerian movies, and that's the thing about Nigerian stories, and that's the thing about African stories, right? There's something behind it that is trying to tell you. 
Maybe it's not morals. Maybe it's something about life. But that's that's kind of where I am about Nollywood. So. Oh. Oh, thank you, Anika. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's part of um, one of my things when I was thinking about this that I, I'm going to come back to. If anybody else has anything to say, go ahead. If not, I, I I'm going to add my my two piece. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because this is one of those roundtable things. Uh, you do uh, raise hands if you want to speak or just unmute your mic mm-hmm. if like nobody's talking. You know, go ahead. Uh, do you want to say something? Yeah. I like because you're not, you're, you're doing. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me a minute. It's like, I don't know what I want to say. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, I don't think Nollywood need to be, um, you know, need to. What's the reason again? Being morally Yeah, I don't think they need to be morally instructive. Um, I think the only responsibility they the only thing they owe us is entertainment. <laughs> I think they need to be morally instructive. However, there is also some something that a little part of me that goes, if you have a platform, um, and if you have you have some sort of responsibility to not do more harm if that makes sense. And I think we'll get to how, while they don't have a responsibility to be morally instructive, I think if we, when we, if we go into the films that we were like, we'll use as a baseline, um, I think from there I'll be able to expand a bit more on them doing more harm versus, uh, and how I feel like, even though you don't have a responsibility to be morally instructive, if you, you, you have a responsibility to not do more harm with what you're putting out there. Okay, all right, fair, fair enough. Um, and this is why we stand Mr. C on there. <laughs> That's why I mute Mrs. C. Mia Uchenna, do you want to go on? Yeah, I don't think that uh, Nollywood has the responsibility to be morally instructive. In fact, I don't think that any art has the responsibility to do that. I think the responsibility of the artist is in some way to reflect life not necessarily give a judgment upon it. I mean, there there's always an option to do that if they want to do that, but it's not an obligation. But then again, I, I've never denied that, you know, a lot of my sensibilities tend to be somewhat westernized. From the African perspective, I would say that, yes, there is the expectation that any kind of storytelling, whether it is folk tales, tales by moonlight or anything like that, there is the idea that... Um, storytelling is supposed to give a message and preferably a positive message to society. Uh, You know, I've talked before about how I view the kind of Nollywood movies you see on YouTube as being the mainstream of Nollywood, as opposed to the stuff that you see on streaming and the theaters. And if you look in the comments on YouTube, you see people are not critiquing the, um, the cinematography or the editing or the score. Everybody just says, oh, this is a wonderful film. It has such good lessons. You know, everybody's saying that. That's all what they believe. I mean, even when people talk about music, even when people critique modern Afrobeats music, you know, people who have a negative um, tendency towards it will say that, oh, you know, the problem with our music today is that it's not giving us good messages like Christy Sien and Osedebe and other people used to give us back in the day. So there is the expectation, I think, that Nollywood should give messages to people. So... That might be an African thing. And to that extent, I think it's a valid expectation. But um, I will say that it's not my expectation. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Western. I, I've always admitted that. All right. Thanks, Jenna. Uh, good understanding, like, where 
uh, bias, Mylene. Uh, actually, funny enough, that this was the other part of my um, thinking about this is that like our origin, our roots are in being morally instructive, and it even though like I share like your um, sort of I don't need it because there's so much there's so much um, there's so much uh, film that I enjoyed that are not morally instructive. Sometimes they. <laughs> they're they're the opposite really they're like who cares um um i if if i look at the root of nollywood and uh, our type of storytelling it does seem to always have this want to say something and that will come into um uh, aside the expectation i think that comes into the way at least if you're a Nollywood filmmaker, I think you should be aware of this because when you start um, invoking sort of methods used by old Nollywood and you start speaking, you start doing it in a certain type of way, well, then the expectation is a valid expectation then. Um, so, yeah. All right. Um, I mean, if, if I mention Marshall- real quick, I would say that, you know, I do want... Um, I, do, I, do, I, do want um, I do want movies... So- I'm sorry, please. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I do want movies to have some sort of moral awareness. Can I go on now? But rather than giving them sorry, message, I, would prefer, mm-hmm. I would prefer for them to mm-hmm. ask questions. Ra- give me one second. Rather than give answers, ask questions. And so. Sorry, Richard, give me one second. I, I just want to explain to Marshmallow so she just doesn't think nothing is going on. Um, uh, I don't think Marshmallow can hear Ujina, which is a problem we had last time. So there is someone speaking Marshmallow. I just want, uh, yeah, after they after they finish speaking, I will call on you. Okay, okay apologies okay. to Marshmallow. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to add a quick addendum. I just wanted to say that you, know, you probably I do can't want, hear you. <laughs> I do, I do like movies to have some sort of moral awareness, but rather than giving people answers, I would like them to ask questions that spur people to have conversations amongst themselves and try to figure out the morality. So I do like m- them to have some sort of moral uh, directionality, but I don't want them to preach to people and tell them what the answer is. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah. Okay, marshmallows. Uh... Yeah, it's weird. I can't hear Lucina at all. I can't hear everybody else except. Yeah, That's no worries. Worry. We've, had, been we've been there. Okay. All right. uh, okay, so I agree with you, Mr. C, when you said that the origin of Nollywood is usually morally instructive. So I cast my mind back to the earliest movies I saw, like um, Living in Bondage, um, Ahana, Rattlesnake, all of those things from back then. And even like Tales by Moonlight, like, or, or, or like adaptations of books to uh, TV or movies. Um, you, I think the foundation of Nollywood is quite morally instructive, but it hasn't always told that line, which is fine. I had to Google the name of this movie with Jibola Dabo, Munal Biekwe, Tonto DK, Dirty Secret. I remember watching it and being so fascinated by it because there was nothing morally upright in quotes about that movie, but it was quite enjoyable and, you know, we... A lot of people, I mean, there was an audience for it. 
So, but for me personally, I don't have a problem with Nollywood being morally instructive. Um, now, we will have you know, lines that cross or parallel lines or places where we don't, like things people deem morally upright for some other people is not. But I, as a Nigerian and seeing, in a, seeing a lot of how our values that we enjoyed or we cherished from decades ago slowly eroding, I don't have a problem with Nollywood, you know, trying to be maybe even not just instructive, but being like, you know, a mirror that shows us, you know, who we are and we can think and reflect on, you know, behaviors or how characters interact in film and, you know, help to guide us to what should be, you know, the right way to respond or the right way to do certain things or, you know, encourage us in different paths to take. So, for example, if I was watching a movie today now about um, the scourge of internet fraud, uh, there's a tone that I would like the movie to take that in the end, you know, even though it tells all of the truth about it, but you come off thinking, you know, there's, you know, a part to play here as, you know, a viewer or as a citizen of the country and how maybe I would like to do better because of what I saw in the movie. So um, I think Nollywood has always been morally instructive. I don't have a problem with it, to be honest. Um, but I guess in the end, um, like Mrs. C said, the job is to entertain. So whether you're being morally instructive or not, I don't want to be hit over the head with it. I'm really looking for a good time when I'm looking forward to a Nollywood movie. So, yeah. All right, thanks. Uh, Atas? Yeah, um, I just wanted to follow up a little bit on what Marshmallow said as far as wanting to come out of a movie feeling like, as citizens, you have a part to play. What do you mean? Because that sounds like a PSA, like a public service announcement as opposed to a, a movie. I don't think she can hear me either. Marshmallow, can you hear a test? No. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she, she was asking essentially what, um, what you meant by uh, as citizen, when you come out of a movie, as citizens, you feel like you have a part to play. Um, because Nollywood is Nigerian, I'm talking from the point of view as a Nigerian. So if there is a theme... Um, that the movie is talking about and like I said if it's a mirror that is held to my front and at the end of the movie you know there is a lesson for me I think that's what I was trying to go for the lesson that I'm taking from the entire thing at the end of the day yeah okay I thought that was more or less what you meant but just don't want to speak for you all right um the other thing I wanted to go into and uh, what uh, uh, something the article goes into was some of the, I think um, the way Praise writes it in, in her article, it's almost like it's worth taking for granted that um, that Nollywood is misogynistic um, and 
I guess first off, is that a fair premise? Uh, I, I think one of the one of the one of the um, uh, examples was used was Mister and Mrs. Uh, do we think uh, Nollywood is such a thousand stick? percent? Yeah, like right. Nollywood, <laughs> Nollywood is fueled <laughs> by misogyny. Like, even when it doesn't intend to be misogynist, Nollywood somehow finds a way to make sure there is misogyny there. Um, and even, like, Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. is a clear example of where misogyny exists from beginning to the end of that movie. The very backbone of that movie is misogyny. Um, it starts out misogynist. It teaches misogynist lessons. Then it ends misogynist. It's a travesty, but like that one feels like an obvious example because even at the times when, like, I don't know the name of that movie, it was like three weeks ago, where none of the women had any agency. Like, it's stuff like that that happens somewhere between the lines almost all the time, where even if they're not telling a misogynist story or even necessarily trying to be they still somehow find a way where women are only really supporting characters doesn't even feel like a cover is it It just feels like they're props more or less but using Mr. Uh, um yeah I I just don't know what that movie was intended to teach us or show us or tell us but if we break up that story into parts, whether the, the, the main story itself, which is um, Insi and her husband, you know, we spend the first, I don't know how many minutes that was, let's say 20, 30 minutes, just watching him abuse her like that's what he's doing he's abusing her the entire movie he's cheating on her um he has and they don't really tell us when his decline started i'm assuming at some point in their relationship he was loving because they've been together for 16 years at this point but my assumption is sometime after marriage and so for years he has made this woman a shell of herself and then at the end of the movie, the way she's able to win back is because he cannot find anybody else that can cook for him. His girlfriend can't cook for him. <laughs> His girlfriend can't cook for him. So even while all of this is happening and she's quote unquote reclaiming her power, this woman who is living in her home with her husband, they both fix their mouths to ask her to prepare him food. And she does cancel an interview to prepare them food. Is everybody mad? And then, okay, she kicks her out with another misogynist speech about how she's the mother of her children and she knows how to fuck him, even though all these years that you know how to fuck him very well. He was still fucking this woman. Can't be that good. But here we are. So she kicks her out. They bring a house girl in who also somehow cannot cook and doesn't know how to make rice and stew. And this is how she wins her husband back because he just wants a well-cooked meal. Are we mad? Like, is that not madness? Like, what is the moral? But we there? have to, you know, we have to quantify that with not just a well-cooked meal, a well-cooked fresh like, meal. 
every <laughs> single day. Like, you know no how refrigerated that movie was. Like, even the mom <laughs> in the story, when they heard that she was cooking fresh meals every day, the mom was like, that girl is cooking fresh meals for you every day. And I'm like... Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to provide some other um, other sides of this, but I wanted to flesh out an agency part that you said, uh, just so that other uh, wait, no, wait, no, calm down, yes, uh-huh. uh, so that um, so that just people who are not completely, I don't, I don't want to preach to the choir. I also want, like, if possible, to bring people who are not completely along with us. All right. So, like, the agency part. Um, I think what, and Otaz, correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm speaking for you, but like the agency, uh, why you would call um, people lacking agency, uh, not having agency as misogyny, especially when they're most, going to be mostly female characters, is that um, peop, um, writers aren't seeing uh, women as full human beings. They're seeing them as um, uh, sort of either plot devices or oh, things really? that, I think, yeah, props <laughs> or things that, can happen to it. all right yes uh so that's that um okay so the other the other side to mr and mrs i wanted to provide is that i remember when i saw this i remember actually i was coming back one of the reasons why one of the reasons i saw mr and mrs was people um uh one of my cousins told me actually that should watch this that um it was a male cousin he was like um like and says and says very pretty in it and she's 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 good looking and and um it was one that i realized that a lot of people had seen it was very popular at the time and then of the especially my cousins and my family members and some of my friends in uni this i guess was, i don't know if this was earlier than 2012 or it, it felt like it might have been, but let's say 2012, because that's what Google says, but it feels like it was earlier than that even. But when people saw that film, a lot of the women loved it. Um, this was like their, this was like their version of uh, the suffragettes. <laughs> this was their suffragettes. This was, uh, and, and the reason why I bring this up is because like, is it that for the time um, that people felt this is at least somebody speaking uh well i think truth to power making addressing some of the issues that were going on in a lot of um in a lot of women in a lot of homes um that there's a thing where she does with the oh um uh you know your your husband's cheating your you and your husband are having a fight uh you know he's misbehaved and i knew i had friends who would either they said they dress in their undies, just walk around the house or something that kind of thing, or they just wear um, wear like hot dresses and go out, which is what Inset did. It felt like a lot of people probably would have felt seen or felt heard. And again, I do not know many people who did not like this film. And I mean, uh, back then, twenty twelve <laughs> women and men included. Okay, um, I just acting, um, and you know the general story they were telling, but I I don't I don't know that anyone should like this film as a feminist instruction or um, like even a, like, me... to resolve any real issues. Like, 
like Inse was wearing a short dress when someone is doing something wrong. Okay, like how? What does that solve? And so maybe. Sorry, just quickly. This is not uh, Mr. and Mrs. as a feminist movies as an example of misogyny, right? Remember. Yeah, I just want to push back. Uh, Um, Well, you can push. I want to give me one second. Okay. Um, and I don't. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, you can go. Okay. Now, ultimately, I mostly agree that this, I won't call it misogynist because I don't think the people that made the movie had a misogynist bone or the movie was meant for misogynist. Again, I really reserve the word misogynist for very, very, very specific, like an actual hatred of women, not just the idea that, oh, women should be, women are lower, like an actual hatred of women. They're actual misogynist. So I don't know that's kind of me but this movie i agree it's 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 in a way when people say this movie says pushes the honor the onus on the woman to be the one to to cure the marriage it is the reality of the fact that this is an idea that nigerians have not only nigerians just generally but for nigeria it's a reality of a fact and I don't think that's necessarily misogynistic. I just think that that's, that's what is. But the, in saying that the movie is misogynist, we, we lose a nuance and something to this movie. I think because an agency, people say she doesn't have agency in the movie. She actually does. If agency is the idea of like you making decisions and you doing, putting it into the work, I think most most of the times when people talk about agency, they just talk about a character doing something they don't necessarily ideologically agree with. But agency means having the idea to do something to do what is something, and people are not going to have the same ideological ideas as 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 the viewer. What I said about agency, what I said about Mr. Services. Okay, um, she in the in 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 Mr. and Mrs. First of all, I do agree. This is not my cure. This is not my cure for this for whatever this guy does. But like she she does she fights for a marriage, but she definitely gets back at him. She gets back at him in the way of within her own power and within her own structures. She her, her idea was never to leave her husband. That was not her thing to do. Ah, she just wanted her husband back, right? And then she went on a plan to get her husband back. He's punished in, 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 in it for her. He's punished for her. He's punished for her. She punishes him. She does an empowerment. That's why people kind of like it. There was something slightly of like the woman. If, if we were talking about feminism, about women being equal to men and all that stuff, and also women having like empowerment or power to do, she does take on a power and do things to her husband that real, that makes her husband realize, oh, I need her. And this is the ending that she wants. This is the ending that she wants. She doesn't kick him to the side because that's not necessarily what she was ever going to do as a character that, that was written. This is what she wants and this is what she gets. And so in a slight way, you can say this movie, even though I don't want to say it is feminist because of the ending of just don't. I don't want to say, but you can't. You can't say 
it's just a feminism that you don't agree with. like there's a lot of feminism i don't agree with but i will never i don't like choice feminism and i don't like liberal feminism i just i have an ideological disagreement with those types of feminism but one thing you will never find me say it's not feminism i just think we're just women that have different points of view so let me tell you why specifically so, it's not feminism so this is what i'm trying to say she has a she takes on power she does something she goes against her husband that she for 17 years remember keep it look at look at it from our point of view from the character's point of view she never went against him she made fresh food for him she did all these things and she this woman decides to stand up by possible doing a fake like um all those things causing him trouble causing him voila all this that and in saying that the movie that she doesn't, it denies what it actually is emotionally for her. She actually does stand up. She doesn't. She doesn't do the whole kick a bunny to the fire. Yeah, that's not what she necessarily wants to do. But she stands up. She gets brave. She becomes brave. She becomes that. And that's why I think people like the movie. And within like 2012, sure, that was something. Mm. that women wanted to see like putting it now is it my personal idea that man is dead if it's me but what are you kidding are you kidding me no <laughs> but i that's the point i don't want to i don't want to just say the movie is misogynistic and then throw out the nuance of like not putting the movie within its cost at a time and also not saying that the woman and our own story and all that stuff is not because there's all that stuff to be yeah. added it. at all like Insta has yeah. agency in that movie and she makes the decision she decides to make and that's fine the movie is misogynist not just because of Insia and her husband. First of all, there are two stories in that movie. The movie goes on yeah, the yeah. doubly misogynist. Like, it's not <laughs> just focusing on Insia and whether she wants to cook fresh food or not. She seems like she was having the time of her life up to the point where she couldn't work. Like, great for her, whatever those dynamics are. There is a second story in that movie where there's a woman who has a career who shows up in her home every day does more even with working than most men do which is she still empowers her husband gets him a job she still makes sure the kids are fed the husband is not doing boy boy like we've seen other movies where um the men you know is not the breadwinner she hires somebody to make sure that that gap is filled and then he cheats on her and within the concept of that movie that's an acceptable solution because because she has a job that she loves and which is so inside cooking all of those things is great she loves it in fact even in the movie she's negotiating for a maid and her premise is that she will so cook she just needs somebody to clean up so she can do other things but the movie is negotiating misogyny there within certain confines that is palatable to us as Nigerians. But then also that is literally the primary message of the movie is that 
it is our responsibility. In fact, the therapist, <laughs> the therapist at the end pretty much echoes that back to us. That is our responsibility. Sorry, can I also can I also add, I feel like we're forgetting a main plot point in in this other woman's story is how they treated the um house help slash housemaid who was in a what I refuse to call it a relationship, an entanglement with her boss with a very clear power dynamic that's unfair towards her. And the way that she was treated by both Inces character and her and her madame's character and like how they handled that thing. I don't understand how this film is supposed to be propped up as empowering to any woman because mm. no, this is this is misogyny oh and then yeah, i worry yeah. that that girl is a child because at the end she's like just thank passed you. down thank and you. i'm just like thank you. where are we but we glossed over but, but yeah but we gloss over that but here's the thing so i agree and it's so, all glossed over for what because By, women need then, to then, up the uh, home and how is that not misogyny yeah. So here's the thing, and this is what, what I was thinking. We, I think you also mentioned that that part B woman, right? She does a lot more than a lot of working men do. Because even in that scene where she blitzes in and she's, you know, she's off to work and she's shooting off a checklist of things that need to be done. I'm like, look at the the person, because I know, right, mental this person is going to be pointed. Look at mental the mental label. load that this woman is still carrying. She still knows that this child's uh, teacher needs to be met with. She knows this needs to be done. You do this, you do that. She's seriously delegating before she jets off to work. And this is an example of a bad wife. Yep. But right. But and here's my thing with Mr. and Mrs. Because I didn't watch it at the time when everybody was you know, when it was a thing. I watched it recently for this um, for this space, for this conversation. And so <clears throat> I don't know how I would have seen it if I had seen it when people initially saw it. But obviously watching it now, everything is just giving me the ick. I do think it's a misogynistic film. I don't think they meant it to be misogynistic. I think it's a reflection of society's misogyny. I think it's a reflection of the society we existing and the forms of rebellion that are palatable for society, forms of female rebellion that the society finds palatable. And I don't think times have changed that badly. I think maybe for younger people, for people in certain spaces, sure. But I think for older generations um, and for a lot of places, a lot of people, that is still the... That is still the acceptable form of girl power, the acceptable form of resistance. And I think Mr. C said, like, you know, a lot of his cousins and you know, women around him, they really enjoyed it, right? They thought it was great. And when we were watching it, we're like, you know, I see why some women would like this, right? I see why a good number of women would like this in, in, in that kind of community. It's because we exist in, <laughs> we exist in a society where um, a lot of women do think, right? you know you come home your your husband is your head you submit you this but they think requesting fresh food is too far right so it's not it's the, the things that yeah of course this is unreasonable of course fresh food is too far but you still need to cook for him shall but you should manage microwave food from time to time right you still need to submit to him but he shouldn't flaunt his girlfriends in your face so those are the acceptable forms of rebellion not outright cheating no because you wouldn't have outright cheated right it's dressing up and going out it's buying a sex toy and naming it after him 
those kinds of things are the acceptable rebellions. The acceptable punishments for men who go too far, right, is you won't get fresh food today. Um, I'm going to go outside and the maid can't cook because, of course, we can't find a different maid who can cook um, because this one maid can't cook. <laughs> Let's get back together. I'm so sorry. I miss you. Let's, you know, move on. But it is this this idea that it is a woman's job it is a woman's responsibility to maintain her marriage. It is a woman's responsibility to hold her family together. It's not just responsibility, it's like a badge of honor. It's if you can suck it up, if you can do what needs done. The stories I have heard from people around me hailing similar things like this, right? Not the exact story, but they're telling me about, oh, this person's husband brought in a second wife. She didn't even fight him right? She just spent a lot of money on herself, bought herself nice things, cooked nice meals for herself. And the second wife, you know, starts getting jealous. That's my G, why are you giving your first wife all this money and you're not giving it to me? And, you know, he's trying to explain he's not giving her any money, but because he can't keep up and, you know, second wife gets angry and leaves. And it's like, you know, it's an example of how she won, right? She won without fighting. She was just able to show the second wife. It's it's the way a lot of a lot of that our society feels about how you fight for your home, how a woman keeps her home. It's that mentality. And again, there's also this thing which I don't I don't mean to be like I don't want to be I'm not trying to be derogatory or anything, but there's like because marriage is so important in Nigeria, right? And being a married woman is so important. They're showing us this film about a married woman's liberation right so every other woman in this film is unimportant right we're trying to liberate a married woman from abuse but she's slapping the house girl right she's shouting at the house girl not even the house girl that's sleeping with her friend's husband the one that comes to her house that is clueless we're sympathizing with her abuse right we're cheering her on for getting out of her abuse but she's abusing this house girl in the house slapping her yelling at her doing all sorts of things she brings boys to go and carry the house girl from her friend's house you know i'm throwing out the trash and it's the smugness and like obviously you don't want to victim blame but i've watched you i've watched you like be this guy's punching bag and you know do all these things to try and get your marriage back and you're so smug at this other woman right that oh lost her home because she was working too hard like why are you so smug but nigerian married women are smug um but yeah i think the film is misogynistic but i think it's a film that thought it was empowering women within you know, the lines. And it's a film that was representative for a lot of women who are dealing with, you know, challenges in their marriage and they want to be able to rebel within the lines. And they found that inspiring. They found like they felt seen, visible, like they were being spoken for. Sorry, can now, I say something? I don't know. I can't look my hand. So. Yeah, go on. Okay. Um, Otas, I'm so sorry that I took your slot. Um, I think personally, yeah, um, I, hopefully I don't sound like a misogynist. Um, but I think, I think personally, um, I don't think Mr. and Mrs. is misogynist. I watched it in 2012 when it came out. And I was really, really, I was a big fan of Unser's character. And I thought she fought for her marriage. And I rewatched it now. And I see everything that we are saying. And I, I think one of the reasons why a lot of men have issues with feminism um, is they, they, men always complain about this thing. They say women are shifting the goalpost. Um, 
And I think that's the issue with, with uh, Mr. and Mrs. And I know we're not only talking about this, but yeah, um, it's, it's the issue where um, we are, I think, um, inherently misogynistic um, Nigerians. Um, it's, it's really, really deeply rooted in our culture. It's deeply rooted in everything that we are. And the thing is, we are not misogynistic because we are trying to be. That's just who we are. So our growth in seeing women as other things is gradual. I think as at that time in 2012, seeing a woman as that um, was empowering for a lot of women because women, I mean, there were times when women weren't even allowed to read at all. Like women couldn't go to school, right? So um, allowing women, for instance, um, to go to secondary school for some women would seem like empowerment. And then there was a time when women could go to secondary school, but okay, just do, get your PhD. It's like it's it's a gradual process. Um, now when you look at it, like I said, I I I do agree with the fact that um, it has a lot of misogynistic undertones and it is in its core misogynistic. However, in context of the time when it came out, I think um, it was empowering because we we grow right. We as as a society we grow and we we finally realize that I've gone into arguments with people that say a woman cannot be faster than a man, right. And then when you grow and you find that out, then, I mean, you still, you still um, sorry, English, you still keep giving women this uh, mental um, limitations. So I just wanted to chip that in that. I, I also agree with Mrs. C, where I'm like, yes, the people that made this film weren't trying to make it a misogynistic film. And I think there are a lot of things that we think are very feminist opinions now that 20 years from now, we'll look back at it and say, this weren't even really as feminist as we thought they were. We are just generally so misogynistic that little wins for women um, look so much more like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to invite you. Just one thing. Just one second. Hello. Right. Okay. Hang on, everyone. Praise Praise just came on. Praise is a person read the article, I'll give her a chance to speak. I, I just want to say, in just for some context, the when I watched the Mr. and Mrs., I don't, I don't, I don't remember loving it that much. Um, but I, I wasn't because I was a feminist or uh, anything like that. Though I thought this was crazy, uh, miso- or because I thought it was misogynistic either. Um, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was a little different. So I thought it was, you know kind of cute but um the thing that i do remember having an issue with was the the other story the side b story because even from the guy being raised in nigeria under the certain thing that in the culture we're raised under it was such a weird thing to see a man who wasn't providing and also had the goal to be that mean to be his wife i just that's that was my view uh when I watched it, I thought that I was um, crass and that was something I was uncomfortable with it. And re-watching it now, it it just only adds, um, yeah. I mean, I think like when we speak about it, I think there are two stories and and I think it's possible people could have felt really positive about Inter's story whilst um, not so much about the other story. Um, but praise, um, thanks for writing the article. Uh, um, I don't know... Uh, what what you had to what you wanted to add and how you felt um, um, about what you if you had any feedback 
from what we've been saying. Okay, hi everybody. Um, I just wanted to follow up on what the last guy said before um, we started speaking about like maybe because of the time it wasn't misogynistic. Um, I just want to state that misogyny is misogyny in whatever time it was. Like it doesn't matter if it was 1700 and you look at it today. And then maybe at that time it seemed empowering. It was misogyny in 1700s and it's misogyny today. So I remember I watched the film, Mr. and Mrs. Because my friends were like, oh, it's such a great film. You should see the film. And I watched the film and I remember thinking, and at that time my feminism was not fully formed. And I remember watching the film and I'm thinking, okay, so why is this woman breaking her back when she could like easily leave this marriage? And there's a certain way that we are raised and indoctrinated as like women in the world. And I've said this thing before, endurance is like a tailor-made dress for women. You're asked to endure it endure it all continue to endure you have to stay for your marriage you have to and that's what you see and said do for most of the movie probably some women found it liberating air quotes around liberation because like the other person said that was the way that she could take her power still air quotes around that but um the film is deeply misogynistic. It doesn't really matter at the time where it was said I mean black people in the past couldn't go to school then because you're not allowed to go to school and even then it was racist and even now it's racist so the time doesn't make something look empowering if it's misogynistic from the start it's misogynistic and i agree that maybe the writers who wrote it did not have misogyny in mind um we're not trying to be misogynistic because the thing is misogyny is so it's such a part of our society that even sometimes i have to check myself and so to them, probably they thought that it was really an empowering movie. But in the end, it's really just misogynistic. And yes, there are women who have to go through things like that and feel like they're taking their power by having to like make the men go through a lot to get their marriage back. But um, I could say, yes, it reflected those women's reality. But um, I don't think it changes the fact that it's a misogynistic film. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks, Rose. I'm actually, that's that's a. I actually agree with that, and um, that pretty much uh, can sign off on it. And uh, there's a there, there's a couple other topics I wanted to move on to, um, and and uh, wait, 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 I just wanted no, to quickly. No, say I think we're moving. Well, we just got to move on. Uh, we we're at almost one hour. There's like three <laughs> three other topics we've got to go on to. Uh, so I just need to move on. All right, sorry. Um, the other one, and this one, this one is even a bigger one. It's um, um, sexual assault in Nollywood movies, and I think uh, as Nollywood Film Club, Nollywood Film Club has discussed this uh, on several several occasions, and it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's a running it's a running issue, I think. Um, and I think praise highlights one of the issues also we've been talking about in, in how it's portrayed in, in, in Nollywood in terms of it's, it's um, almost like uh, carelessness and, and just without putting any weight to it. Um, and although uh, praise uh, you're on here, I am going to offer a critique though, because like one of the, one of the films and you might not have meant this as a full, um, full sort of, like a good example of it, like a great example for it, but you did offer as like a decent example of uh, sexual assault being sort of highlighted, um, done well, and and that's in the movie Citation. 
uh, I think Citation is it's, it's a movie we've done a review on, and so like this is a uh, this is one that that I it can't leave my memory because I remember watching that film and the framing of Citation. The whole point of Citation is that there is a right way to go about dealing with sexual assault, and it's not by taking it into your own hands. It's by going through the system and the system will get you through it and whilst it is a more in-depth look on what happens with sexual assault and it's uh, i think the 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 way it goes is even more it seems um almost dangerously incorrect that oh the system will the system will like sort of sort you out the system will fix it um because especially in university especially in the university setting that it's in. Because again, you have to remember the framing of this, of, of this. We start with somebody who sort of like took, sort of wanted to take the, do it herself. Um, and, and later on in the movie, we're reminded, uh, this is what you're not supposed to do. This is the correct, um, this, is, this is how we're supposed to do things if we want to get things right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'll, 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 I'll leave that for you to think about. And whilst Vanessa, um, Vanessa, what did you want to say? I was just going to say, um, Nollywood Nolly treats sexual assaults as um, with female characters the same way they they used they use female characters in Nollywood. Just period. They, either they are using them as character development for the male characters in the film, or and that's how they kind of treat sexual assaults. It's like, oh, extra added color for our character without really actually caring about how it's handled. It's just, oh, and by the way, she was sexually assaulted. It's like, huh? And it happened so many times. You just know it's almost, if it's not a punishment for a, a supposed badge that this woman has done, it's just... Oh, by the way, she was sexually assaulted. How? Why? What happened? How did she deal with it? How did it affect the rest of her life? How does it affect her current life? How does it affect how she's doing? Nothing. None of all that extra context is ever given. It's always, always just tacked on in the in the most offensive way possible. And yeah, citation isn't any better. I'm so sorry. The idea that, um, and, and, and you kept saying, you know, um, the system will handle it. I, I think it's important to note what system he was, that film was specifically talking about. A system in a Nigerian university. A Nigerian university. Are we for real? Are we actually for real? Just three days ago on Twitter, a man was sentenced to life imprisonment for the rape of his niece aided by the braveness of his wife by reporting him. And there were still tons of Nigerian men in the comments of tweets talking about how they thought that was a harsh sentence. Which system? Which system is helping? The one time that the system did something, there were still people saying it was too harsh a sentence. So I find it very... um, very, very, I find it a falsehood to to propagate that this system will help 
in any way, shape, or form. This is nothing to do with you, praise. I'm just <laughs> speaking about the film. <laughs> I have something to say, though, but no problem. Go on. Nothing to do with you, praise. Just the film. No, I, I absolutely get your point about the film saying the system will save you. I had a problem with that, too. The only reason why I added that, because I didn't really frame it as a feminist film in the article. I was like, one of the films that actually discuss sexual assault to some extent is that film without making it seem like it's something to just keep the plot going or something that the mm. main character has to struggle with, like Oga sleeping with the house girl who cannot give consent, by the way, mm. or like something like that. But it's the fact that he got into like victim blaming and like sexual assaults more than other films that I have seen from Nollywood. So I do get True. what you're saying. And I totally agree with you because I remember discussing it with some people. I'm like, oh yeah, that film didn't end well because that's not what happens in Nigeria. I mean, you could see the case mm-hmm. with the professor in University of Calabar. So that's not really yeah. what happens. And so, and yeah. I agree with you totally that sexual assault is not treated well in Nigeria. It's something I discussed in the article. In the plot, it's usually something to keep the plot moving or one challenge, challenge that the main character has to face, not like an actual problem that this is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's def- very much a, you should just call it. Like, what film were we watching? Was it, what film were we watching? Superstar? Was it Superstar? Where um Nancy, Nancy gets well. Well, there's many films. I don't know. I'm saying what film where we. <laughs> there's many. There's many. There's but many I just need to shout out. There's this movie star, called I'm trying to think of one of these recent ones on Prime. What's the guy? The director's name. He has this funny, weird name for his directing. Lord Tana. Lord Tana. What's the one? The one with um. What's his face? The one with Daniel Etimefion. And from a young weird, time ago. Long time yes, ago. A story, story. That film, I don't know how we phrased the beginning of the story. Story, story. Wow, it's true. A long time ago. A yeah. long time ago. And <laughs> all of a sudden, from nowhere, I don't know how this thing started, and then it became this thing. And all of, I don't know how Daniel oh. Etimefiang's character made the sexual assault of this babe an affront on his on him. As a person, and then it became about now my babe. Now why you do this to my babe? Why did, mind you, this babe is not his babe. Yeah, Mrs. C says, don't forget that Timini raped her because somebody gave him a drug. So oh, yeah, sorry, yes, spiritual ecstasy. And let's uh, and let's not forget that in the end, she actually had to apologize for his, thank him. Thank you to the kidna. <laughs> and I was like, what? If, even when I was, how, 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 so even when in their head, they, they, this, she was believed by him, you know, somebody, okay, they said, okay, in this our film, the fact that somebody says I was sexually assaulted, nobody's going to doubt her, it's true, it happened to her, but it became about him, even our cultist that's, cultist with a good heart, I don't know, even him, the reason why he was doing it was because my mother was raped before, and that's why I hate rapists. Not because rape is bad. I, 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 guys, guys, let's let's honestly. I I begged, and I feel like we've begged as film club many a time, Nollywood, and I guess I I feel like we should stop it because apparently Nollywood does not listen to us. <laughs> they don't care what we have to say. Please. I beg of you, do not, do not use sexual assault as a plot device. Don't use it at all if you're not prepared to give it the care and thought that it deserves. 
Because the truth is, ninety percent of the time, the people who make the people who write these stories, the people who write these occurrences happening to women, don't actually care enough to do the work. Don't care, and it's not just and it's not just even with sexual. It's evident in a lot of the things that we do, especially when you're writing women. They just don't care enough to care about the inner workings of women and 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 how society affects them and and how it makes women who women are, and how it varies from woman to woman and how we're not a monolith. These things are very evident in how women are written in Nollywood. And is and in fact. I, I do want to add though that the vast majority of a lot of these of Nollywood movies, well, I don't know if I'll say the vast majority, but a whole lot of Nigerian <laughs> Nollywood movies, especially those that you know you're calling misogynistic, are written by women. There's no monopoly on misogyny. Thank you. <laughs> women can be misogynistic. <laughs> I know women can be misogynistic. But at the same time, I'm not really inclined to call these women or these movies misogynistic. I'll say that they just have a specific idea of social hierarchy and women's don't role start. within it. Now, some people like, may say that it's inherently misogynistic. I mean, um, they're, not, they're not excluded from, from misogyny. They exist sure. in a misogynistic okay. society. They're raised around it. They're taught a lot of it. And yes, they might not see it as misogyny, right? Which is why they do their cute little girl power rebellion films um, like Mr. and Mrs. It's, it, it doesn't absolve them. So of- can I ask, um, in line with what Eugene is saying, so, you know, like, um, and it's actually a trope, the virtuous woman trope, it was used in Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. It's, used, it's been used in a couple of films. Actually, um, funny enough, I don't know, um, Chief Daddy to find time to <laughs> find time to include it in um, when um, Beverly, even though like um, um, Dami, Dam, Dam, Daminio, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. um, um, Beverly's guy was supposedly she didn't trust him mm. whether he was cheating, and you know, patients comes to him and says, you know, you know, he's. Yeah, he's babies. yeah. These these babies. Babies. It's our duty to mm. uh, look after them. Uh, all right. So, as a baby, mm-hmm. imagine that. Imagine, I'm, imagine I'm a baby. Why is that misogyny? Even, even um, this thing, Mister and Missus said the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. As a baby, mm-hmm. why is that misogyny? Because they're not babies. Not. Yeah, sure. Okay, but like as a time, it's just like is. okay. So like, it's just like if you look at the other, the flip road, because like I think what each other is saying is like this is the way people see hierarchies. So, so like, if it's it like as, if it's oh, like, these these men are to be managed. Yeah, and yeah. Also, but yeah, but it's also yes, these are our babies. We need to manage them and submit to the babies. It also because them. nobody does what their toddler asks them to do. Right, I imagine there are a few parents here. They have you, you, if you do what your kid, so if you do what your, yeah, of, if you do what your kid tells you to do, like you, <laughs> you do a lot of so the combination of. Yeah, but sub- the thing is, if you ask people, also, they would tell you that it's not necessarily completely about submitting to the man. That it's the submitting to the man is a form of performance, but as they say, the man is the head of the household mm-hmm. and the woman is the. I neck. think it's cope though. Like when you have to throw in the woman as the neck, right? You're coping with and it's as some form of i won't say cognitive dissonance but it's some form of carving out some sort of power for yourself in a situation where you don't have it when you say the man is the head but the woman is the neck you're telling yourself i do have some sort of power i do have a way to try and direct the situation 
regardless of. And I think that's just something inside you that's fighting. That's something inside you that's actually fighting the, because it, it probably doesn't feel that not to me anyway. It doesn't feel that natural, right? It doesn't feel natural to put yourself. You're addressing. You're, you're not addressing what. Okay. Like, what um, is, is it? Is it the combination? Is it the combination of submit and and um, and uh, uh, combination of submit and 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 look after it's it's our job to, to maintain. So your home. I think. Sorry. Uh, and infantilizing at the same exactly. time. Like, it absorbs men of responsibility. Let somebody else speak. Um, go, go on. Can, can, I, can I speak? Can I speak? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the whole um, men are babies thing, why it's, a misog- why it's misogyny is it absorbs men of responsibility. It's kind of that thing you throw in as if men are people who can't think for themselves. So you have to excuse their behaviors or excuse the mistakes, which sometimes are even crimes that they commit so that's why it's misogyny so you absorb them with responsibility and then hip it on the victim's back and everything you blame it on the person just it's the same it's the same trope with boys will be boys those kinds of talk so yeah it's absorbed men of responsibility that's why it's misogynistic i think that what people are struggling here is a dissonance between what is said and how things actually sometimes happen the idea of like, okay, the woman is the neck, the man is something. We cannot lie that in actual in the actual world, it does kind of happen that, sure, the woman seems that she's submitting, but everybody knows that without our confirmation for something, it wouldn't happen. It happens a lot in actual history, right? Um, one good example is it, and um. Amy Delilah, like this, the queen, what's it? She was important. Even, fuck it. Let me not even go to European history. Let's go, let's use Nigerian history. Let's use the history of the, of, of, of the Benin Empire. What's the name of the queen and the king, then her son, that she ensured that her son was the next king? She brought a lot of influence without her being there. It wouldn't have been the king. And she's important to the history of the Benin Empire. She's considered a very, very powerful woman and a very, very powerful thing. And this thing, you see it across the world. Um, if you go to Japan, the nun Kanagi, she was very important to the Todd um, um, shogunate. So important and so powerful. It's, it's, you see it across the world. The idea that that's a cope, it's not a cope. It's very important. This women shaped history. This women shaped things. Um, so you're seeing a dissonance of like, okay, there is the idea that women are just servers. I'm not saying that women aren't doing that. I'm not saying that that. But I'm saying in the actual lived way of things, it is actually more complicated than that. Mr. C and they are pointing to something that is actually very, very real. Like sure, the woman is the one taking care of. It's still, it's still, it's still ridiculous that women have to. That thing is still put on women, but some women fight for it because it's powerful for them. They actually do have actual power. It's not good for all women because some women don't actually have actual power, and that's the one thing I wanted to point out that Miss something pointed out. Like feminism, sometimes popular feminism, sometimes is for some women and not all women or women or for instance 
women have to go work in the house in the in, outside of the house women have always been working outside even in europe that's a very popular thing about the second something women have always been working outside the house poor women have always been working outside the house that thing did not was not very helpful to most women in in england or something because they were already working outside the house wasn't wasn't it it was good for very middle class women just as in the movie it wasn't good for the uh, for the for the house the girl but it was good for the married middle class woman that's the one that's one thing about our feminism acts to actually now handle that feminism popular feminism have always in many ways been actually very classist so it's a dissonance that we you are seeing sure the woman is the neck that's pointing to something that actually happens in in, in reality it, without the neck, the head is nothing. And it's true. What they are saying, there are many examples. There's countless examples of like, the man looks like the man that is the one that is in charge. He's taking the throne. And this is not even only for women too. Even for men. There are kings who are like, if you look at history, the person behind them is the actual person with the power. The regent is the actual person with the power. But the man that is sitting on the throne is sitting on the throne, but he's not actually the person with the power. I think I think I get your point, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with there being women in history, who and in present times who have shaped you know women who have shaped history from the shadows via proxies because again they weren't allowed to have that power outright so it has to be done in the shadows it had to be by making sure her son was on the throne and shaping policy from behind because she couldn't be there and sure there are some women who drive these things because again. We're not talking about exceptions. We're not talking about the one or two cases. And I still stand by, of course, without the neck, the head cannot move, right? But that neck is an addition. They've added it now. It has been thrown in there to make it more palatable. They've thrown in, oh, you are the neck to make this person is your head palatable. And I still maintain that in a lot of cases it is cope. Do some women, do a lot of women have influence over their husbands in a lot of ways? Yes, of course, sure. However, do a lot of them have any real power in those dynamics of the head and the neck? Mm. I think, and I think that's um, a key point is where um, if we disguise, um, if one of the disguise no power as soft, soft power, power um, and I think that's where you can find, uh, but I, I think there's still also something in there with um, people's versions of what they think um, uh, gendered roles should uh, ought to be in, especially in, in relationships, in, um, in, in a married, married relationship, because um, I'm thinking like, I think re respond, reacting to what Prey said where, saying is the abdication of responsibilities for men when when if a, if a woman decides to go yeah we should uh take care of um you need to take you know like we, we need to take care of the home um and and it's something i don't agree with but if somebody decides to adopt that as a it's, it's almost like because like i think I say that because I think men have their version of these things for women where it does, um, it's, you know, it's like, you know how women are. And it's just supposed to be like, 
it does uh, um um it is removing taking away responsibility from certain female actions but like that's a saying that is also popular so like i'm not sure if the, i would call that um misandry it's just like it's not a I'm, well, I'm just saying for the reverse now because like if 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 the other one is called misogyny i wouldn't call this one misandry i'm saying i wouldn't call this misandry because I, I and again like you know I'm, I'm i'm here to learn i don't agree with it um with all these these type of roles i just think um people should be able to do what works for them and i think people generally know when they don't have a real say or when they're being um uh some people can anyway but like it's it's when we start being a little bit more rigid with 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 Rose and you can't do this right so like um inset in the film she wasn't allowed to she couldn't go to her meetings she had to uh like be serving uh, what what do you call it she had to she had to uh-huh. making fresh food so when like people are being restricted from doing a bunch of other things that they should be doing that's why i think it starts becoming um dangerous and uh yeah into what we would call misogyny generally i don't know who interrupted who wanted to speak previously all right let me just <laughs> in the meantime well I, uh, I wanted to say that generally when men make the statement that you know how women are and when people tell you men are babies the situation or what the reason for that statement is quite very different usually when men say oh that's how women are it's usually because they are nagging when you hear men are babies it's either because he cheated or he beats his wife up or he did or when you hear boys will be boys he assaulted somebody so i just want to say that the what um what causes the statements for men and women are very very different i i disagree well I, not yeah, okay. not that they not that they not that they're never different but i think sometimes we say that to excuse very bad habits from i say we and i don't do it um uh, but people say that to excuse obviously bad habits and bad things from from certain from certain women it's um is if they're being verbally abusive uh, um, across, oh, no follow on top. And you know, not so woman, you know, suppose they follow on top, not so woman, they, is that, all right, yeah, everything is pointing to misogyny, right? Okay, all right, so like we, uh, the abjugating responsibility is misogyny, but like it's the, my point is, my point is still the same. It's like uh, if, if saying, uh, taking away responsibility on this one doesn't seem to be the it thing. Um, uh, you know, like I don't know. It doesn't. It, it seems like again the 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 issue. Like I'm really which is like there's sometimes a kind of gendered role that people um, think works for them or are trying to um, are trying to uh, live live out, and it doesn't work for everyone. And like, especially when we see that it doesn't work for us, uh, or work work for a particular person. If you're trying to do your own thing, and people are telling you, "No, you ought to do this," especially when some of those roles may favor. Again, this would, I, I'd say, some of those gendered roles tend to favor um, uh, favor men, especially in 2023. Right? Uh, I think 
so that's where <clears throat> if you go no 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 you have to do the thing um societally uh individually that's why i think um yeah. the misogyny is against that reason yeah so. i'm 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 just reiterating and maintaining that i think the phrasing of men are babies is a way to cope because i've if i'm just going to go off um experiences right of people I've been around, um, relationships I've been able to have a peek into, women I've listened to. Um, I, I I know these babies they're talking about, right? Mm. They're talking about these babies who can't do their laundry, right? These babies who are dependent on them, who need them to feed them, who need them to pick their clothes out and all of this stuff. These are their babies, right? And they take pride in looking after them in that way. However, if these babies tell them be home by five, they have no choice but to be home by five. Mm. If these babies tell them don't go to that event, they will not go to that event. If these babies tell them, no, you don't get to see your mother this weekend, you don't get to see your mother this weekend. And that's so that disguise for me. That's that's that disguise. That's for me. That's why I find it as cope, right? It's okay. You have some. This person depends on you for these things, right? So they're your baby, and you feel that sense of. I, I, I do think it makes some people feel powerful in a way that they can't ordinarily, and they take comfort in that. They take comfort in that power. They take comfort in that, eh, he's a baby. In the same way, oh, your child does something dumb and you say, now small bikini, worry am. Get what I mean? It's if, if you can frame your husband in that way, if you can frame this person in that way, then it's more palatable. It's easier to manage. You don't, you don't feel you don't feel bad. You don't feel subjugated. You don't feel anyway, it's you're fine. It's fine. This is the baby. I look after him and he gets to tell me what to do. Yeah. All right. Um, wanted to we pivoted away from the sexual assault um, um, stuff in like Nollywood. Um, I think there are. I think Vanessa did touch on a few of them that there are countless of examples of 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 a lot of these things. Can I, um, can I say just on the sexual assault thing? I I have fundamental problems with citation right over the ending, and I think because I, I've seen Kunle do it twice. I think maybe he does generally believe that this is the thing because he did the same thing in Swallow, right? Mm. This thing where if you go through the right way and if you go through the right channels, the system will take care of you. And I think it's just a blindness, right? Because he doesn't, you know, it's not something he's ever had to deal with or whatever. So I think he just has that blindness with it because he's put it twice in two films. He's put it in two films, I just, but again, I don't know anybody who went to a university in Nigeria who has been on the internet, if you've been on the internet, there's no way you haven't seen Sex for Grades documentary, right? Or heard anything about it or seen like the student protest protests and something. So I, I have absolutely no idea. When I when I was in university in Nigeria, there was it was just like a an open secret, right? On the lecturers that were sex pests, right? It was everybody knew. Students knew, staff knew, right? You knew that if it got before the Senate, you know which lecturers have friends in the Senate. Like all everybody did was just try to stay under the radar and just not not come into anyone's line of sight because as soon as they don't mm. cite you, you're actually in trouble, right? And some people had to bring their parents just so it could be like, you know, so there's, so I have fundamental issues with how we handle that. But, but I have to say, thinking about it, citation is one of our better one of our better ways of putting um, sexual assault in a film. Uh, because for one, that was the point, 
right? That was the story. The story was fighting through, you know, the odds to try and get a conviction on that kind of issue, right? That was the story. And I think it did do some, like, it did show how somebody could go under the radar, right? How he's so well-respected, it was just hard for people to believe that he is a sexual predator, right? How he warmed his way into her life, right? He he seemed non-threatening. He, you know, he picked, he discussed her interests. He made her feel safe. You know what I mean? So like, this is just a, a young student. Like it's obvious that it's made clear that she's young for her class. Like everyone else is much older than her, but she's young, she's brilliant. And this is like a well-respected professor who makes her feel safe, lulls her into a false sense of security. And, you know, it does show, I don't know if that was the intent, but it does show how, like, someone could warm their way into making you prime for victimization, right? How they can, you know, be a chameleon and make you feel safe and then pull you into that kind of scenario and how, because of their public persona, a lot of other people might find it difficult to believe you and all of that stuff. I so, disagree. You disagree? I, I think it was stupid. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, because like I, I still remember that film, like where there's a part where she's a, he's already tried to rape her, um, and she's gotten he's he's already shown like no, has he tried to rape her? Is he he's no, he's already shown um, intent of like trying to have sex with her, and and she stays home stays with him whilst everyone has gone out like after a party. I'm like, don't write. I feel like women are much more, um, are much more on their toes than that, and I, I just, I don't like it when it, about, yeah, yeah, being left, being left alone with, with a, a male lecturer is one thing. Being left with a male lecturer that has openly shown he's trying to sleep with you just seems, it seems dumb to me. Um, it seems written by a man. <laughs> yeah, if she only just reported to the school. But like, I think there's something with Kunle Afalayan's work that I still don't, um, I, I don't know if he have extra insights to this or whoever watches Yoruba movies, tell me because like Kunle Afalayan and Sexual Assault, I, I don't think they go very well. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, it, 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 it's still it, and writing, uh, writing Sexual Assault. Like, Anna Clarkwell is another thing he did and it has very... Uh, I don't even know if he knows the things he did in their sexual assault because the tone of a bunch of these things are confusing. Um, from Sarah's um, first, uh, want to talk about our dynamic with Sarah and um, what's her name? Bimbo's character. Not Bimbo's character. Bimbo's character. Oh, the, um, um, this babe's, um, this woman's character. Uh, um, I can't remember her name. I almost got that thing. Right? I almost got that shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Um, that 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 sex was very, very uncomfortable to watch first time. The the and then Sarah's uh, this thing with uh Bimbo, um, Bimbo's character where she creeps up on him in the woods and tackles him to the ground. I, I tackles him to the ground. I don't understand. I don't understand. And then Saru, and then Saru completes the trifecta. Of... Beyond that, though, I sorry, I have to bring back to that tackling thing because it was the way it was shot. I'm sorry, no. was I the only one who watched the way his eyes were going. Left it looked right like a horror movie. He could say, yes. It looked like a horror movie. It exactly. looked like a monster getting you in the woods. That, you could sense that someone was following him in the woods. I'm sorry, that thing was scary. 
And then the way she jumped on him, I was like, huh? And the music accompanied with all of this. It's just, I, I, I don't, that's why I said, I don't know whether Kunle knows even or even accepts that this is sexual assault. I don't know. But the one that is, seems clear to me was um, uh, Cyril and his, uh, the, his mid or something mm-hmm. where he clearly, he clearly rapes her and then, like the next scene is just like wow, wife or person they're, they're married, they're married now, and they're living an a good life. She's... I don't, I don't even anyway, I don't know. Um, so yeah, does any, anyone familiar with your movies? Yeah, this, this is the thing. I, I think somebody brought up, I can't remember if it was Elizabeth, brought up that um, your movies do have uh, tend to do this thing where um, um people they rape they end up uh, together with uh, i don't know or getting married to yeah you broke it you bought it yeah basically uh, it's <laughs> biblical <laughs> old testament <laughs> right yes. all right anyway <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh all right okay so um the other thing and this is probably the last one uh, last one we touch on is like are they good examples of feminism that we um we we like um i think it's funny because like there there are some films that have started like um we are good in in fact before we go to good examples can we think about failed attempts (laughs) (laughs) failed attempts of 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 feminism um I think there were some films I put up in there that. That worth- women's riot is my first one. Women's riot. Yeah, women's riot. Sorry, the one. Wives on strike. strike. Wives on strike. And you want to know? You want to know why wives on strike kills me? It's a double offender, and it is Omani Oboli who is a triple offender because she's also behind Love Is War. I don't know what Omani Oboli is doing, but she needs to stop it. I think she has a cute little, cute little feminism. All right. Um, okay. So, does anyone want to go first with with their with their one? I have it. So, I have uh, a contest. Wives of Strike is the first one. Mm-hmm. Since I will go because I don't know what the premise of that movie. I mean, I know what the premise of the movie is, but I feel like as women, right, as feminists, one of the things that we are trying to do first of all is remove ourselves from this idea that. Um, Sex is a bargaining tool, first of all, because over time, even before outside of feminism, one of the things that people tell you, if you've ever spoken to an older woman, uh, one of their tools of quote unquote control is sex. Yeah. And it's like, how can that be your biggest power? How is that not insulting to you as a woman? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Because, first of all, this movie, let's start from the fact that <laughs> it gets all the women in Lagos to align. All of a sudden, none of the men cheat. <laughs> none of your girlfriends will sleep with them. <laughs> let's even move away from that. So this is a world where all the men are faithful. And so because they are faithful in this way, the women are then able to say, we won't have sex with our men. And that is a thing that all of a sudden changes Nigeria. That is insanity. Oh, I'm just gonna just gonna quick interject. Uh, prostitutes joined the project. The sex workers joined the pro- protest. I know, so, like that's what I'm saying. So this is a movie where all the women in the in Lagos or whatever. Yes, everybody aligns. Yeah, they're all yes. just align. And yes, then they're all, but just all unified. 
that this is what we are going to do and this is how we are going to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> China, China. yeah. Because 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 they don't they don't need to eat, you know, like <laughs> this is their job exactly. Like they don't need to eat. <laughs> It's just it's just a convenient way there. Like it's 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 sort of the thing about acceptable activism that we keep seeing even in Nigeria. It was the same thing with NSAR, so let's be for real. Like there was a point where it was acceptable for the protest to happen and everybody was like, Oh yeah, it's cool as long as you guys are protesting in this way where I have said is acceptable. Um, and that's what Nollywood preaches, really. In all its movies about protesting or activism, it's always sort of the underlying, you can protest, but, you know, just don't disrupt my life too much. And here are the two acceptable ways in which you are allowed to assert this thing you're feeling. And for women, it always comes down to two things, cooking and sex, which is how is that not just reinforcing the same patriarchy if your power is either in the kitchen or in the bedroom what is the purpose what are we saying i i just want to say um the sex thing uh in the liberian civil war this is not the only only um what's it called thing that they used but it was one of it where the women stop having sex with their husbands to create peace. One of, but this movie one just, of the things. Just want to point out that yeah, it, it, it was used by women in actual life. All right. Uh, anybody else have uh, other failed attempts by Nollywood? Um, um, Love from- is war. Love is war. Again, I would like to point out it's an homonio bully creation. Double trouble. For some reason, I never saw it when it came out, right? I thought, oh, interesting premise. And then I just never saw it because my spirit was right. And then proceeded to watch it the other day. And I was like, what is this travesty? I I don't even know where to start. I don't I don't know where to start with Love is War because I think, yeah, this was supposed to be powerful woman, right? Supported by man, uh, supported by her loving husband. And then she has to face off against him. But oh my God, oh my Jesus, this is another attempt. This is another, there's such an inability to write women, right, in Nollywood. Maybe there's also an inability to write men. I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a man. I don't watch it and go, I, I don't have those feelings that I have for women, right? And you write, it's such an inability to write women because who is this person and why do I need to root for her for being governor, except for the fact that she is a woman? Because they, they show, they, they give me absolutely fuck all, right? First off, she's contesting for governor of her husband's state. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Sure. Second, she is, she doesn't, her daughter asks her, and her daughter is annoying as fuck, but she asks her, like, when was the last time you visited that state? Because she shows up with, oh, this is for the good of those people. But she never, she didn't, she didn't care. Somebody just came and was like, yeah, you want to do it? Okay, all right. It would be cool to have a woman governor. Not, I want to do shit for that state. Not, I know those people. Not, I care. Nothing. Just, yeah, sure. I'm a woman. I'm going to be governor. Awesome. Right? You, and, and, and they, they do so much to avoid making her husband have a single bad bone in his body. Oh, her husband is wonderful. He has no no bad bone in his body because the only reason, the only reason he decides to run against his 
wife. Because I'm watching this going, where are they going with this? How's he going to run against her? The only reason he decides to run against his wife is because she's evil. Um, she does not care that they took people's homes and livelihoods without compensation. And he's like, this evil bitch has to be stopped. I mean, I love her, but we cannot let her govern a state. She is a witch. So <laughs> he he does not discuss this with his wife, right? He does not go, ah, uh, wife, when you're governor, could you not do like terrible shit and take lands away? No, no, no. He just shows up to campaign. He just has to see his campaign on the news. Like, oh, oh, okay. All right. You know, also, she makes him look stupid by saying the people who are using him are using him. And, you know, they agreed that he will run because the people wanted to use him and he wasn't going to let. OK, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Cool beans. But also this witch of a woman, right, is the first person to get violence, right? She dead out has dogs attack her husband's car. He comes home like, hey, did you get people to throw shit at me? She's like, did you die though? <laughs> But, but did he die? But no. Die. <laughs> <laughs> but he is perfect, right? He, he is he is not, he does not want to get violent. He does not want to smear his wife, right? Only until she pushes him to it. Like she is the one who wants to be governor by every means. It's do or fucking die for this woman, right? And so bad, right? What do we do? We throw in sexual assault again. But not only do we throw in sexual assault, right? She's like, oh, he's about to like lose his score about her cheating on him. But he stops, right? He doesn't say it, right? And then she goes, yeah, he was going to say that I slept with my boss. But no, I was raped. <gasps> now, again, obviously, this is Nigeria that people still victim blame you for rape, by the way, right? This is Nigeria where it's, it's a female politician really going to go on stage and say, yeah, my husband thinks I fucked my boss for a promotion, but really I was raped. And people are going to go, oh, no, really, she was raped. Or are the people who think she's trying to take her husband's rightful place going to go, no, she's a slag. She did sleep with her boss for a promotion. Sure, we're going to throw that there. And the very next scene, she tells her husband, ha! Threw that rape in your face for political props. Ha! Disgusting. I, I, Actually I, disgusting. She's, she's uh, giggling about her assault. Like she's like, she's had so much glee. I'm, 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 I don't, mm. uh, Absolutely the, vile. I, I don't know where this film was going. Um, and then she wins. Eventually she does win because, you know, she is a woman. She did have to win at the end of the day. And I, I totes believe that. I totes mm. believe that the state voted for the wife of the guy who got shot um, while he was contesting against his wife. I totally believe they don't think she's an evil witch who tried to assassinate her husband for political gain because women are evil witches who will do anything for power. Totes, totes. Yeah, those are my thoughts on Love is War. And I watched that film thinking, oh my God, I wish we had a space so I could cook. <laughs> That's crazy. It begs the question if he's such a great person, why is he married to her? If she's oh, such a great person, it's funny. How? How is it not how is it not evil too? Or then how is she not like what are we doing in this marriage? I mean, did you see the did you see the way she was looking at him though? I think he's married to her for reasons we can't You don't know how he could not just now be finding out that she's she's a witch. Like, uh, she's never contested for governor before. She's never contested right. for governor before. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I have two examples. Um, one is very obvious. Um, uh, Shanty Town. Oh. Uh, Sha- 
Shantytown, the feminism apparently it was was oh, was past the what you even saw on screen. It was also, you know, produced by a bunch of women. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, I don't. And they went ahead to market it. <laughs> yes. To... Was it even feminist? And it, oh, it they went ahead to market it, and then they were doing interviews post the release of how yes. feminist it was. Actually. That's that's the thing. It was marketed as 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 you know, women taking. Uh, did did you miss how they all killed Scar? You know, as women, where the women are lining I hated up that to, take so power, to take their to power, to take their power, to take their power. You just mentioned my Achilles. But if you say it's not feminist, then I have to not insult it anymore because <laughs> no, I have to accept it as a feminist something for me to destroy it. <laughs> All right. Nah. Um, but to be fair, that's my obvious one. The one that I think is slightly more controversial is Lionheart. Uh, I think Lionheart is a butch feminist movie. Uh, aside from um, you know the synopsis that Netflix will give you, um, this story about a woman trying to make it in a, a male dominated space, and you know, like she has all this. Oh, you know, if I were a boy, she would have. You, this wouldn't have happened to me. Number one, I just couldn't think of a less likable character, like trying to most entitled, oh, you know, I should get CEO because, you know, I'm your child. I'm your child. She's late to all of the meetings. I, I, I don't even know why. And then, and then she's not even, she's very bad at making plans. She makes one plan that they, and without making a plan B. Um, and then at the end of the day, the person who figures this out, even though this film tries to make it out like it's it's her idea, but she just goes back to her uncle's idea that she, she, he pitched her near the beginning of the movie. I don't understand. I mean, like how this is such a bad. I, I know, like there are people who love Lionheart here. I will continue to cook. I don't. I don't care. I don't care until your eyes open. I will continue to cook this movie because this movie. I, I think there was a lot of and good. There were some nice family things that happened in this movie, and people were just very happy to see that. And it was just kind of a different story for Nollywood, um, but I still think a butched feminist story um, for me. Yeah, I agree. Oh, there we go. They can cook both of us if they disagree. <laughs> All right. Um, if anyone doesn't have any other. Uh, botched examples of um, feminism in Nollywood. I want to go to. I I, I have one. I have okay. one. I I I like the movie. I like the show, but I have one. King of Boys. Not the movie. Not the movie. But the. I also the think there's. The I also think there's something with the movie, but the series. I think it's. I think it's a botched sort of feminism. First of all. Then again, I think almost all feminist movies have some issues with them. But um, I think it is because in the series, we were promised and we were told the story of Eniola trying to get redemption. But instead, she uses her, her children's debt. She uses her something, everything. And she goes so far into into what's it called into being just a horrible horrible person and we just lose like 
whatever sense of empathy or something that you can give to to this character. And we're supposed to be okay kind of with it because she is now she's a badass woman who has getting power. In some ways I like it. I like that story, but in the way of like, should you support women just because they are women? No. She's evil. But at the same time, I don't want to say that it's botched completely. Because if that's just the character story, that's just the character storyline. But as a feminist, something, as people using it as feminist, sure, I can see why it can be feminist. But she's just as bad as the men, as awful, powerful, greedy, corrupt men. She's equally bad. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's why I said I can see that. I can see that. Isn't that but inherently a feminist message? If you're saying that men and women are essentially equal, then women are, can be as much pieces I, of shit. I, I, I give, yeah, I give, I give, it, I give. I'm gonna have give to say it. It's just again. This is why I'm saying it, my own ideological something. Like I'm not going to be here saying that. Um, it's not feminist. That what's the name of that prime minister? The British prime minister. She sure she's a. You can definitely give an idea of a feminist icon, and I'll agree, and I'll give it to you. But ideologically. I disagree. Not disagree. I don't like our ideas or our political power. I don't like it, so I'm just going to go against you. Not as woman to woman, just as I'll go against another man who does that thing. So it's feminist in a way, I mean, but in another I, way, it's not my I, ideological point. Yeah, I will say um, I have no love for um, King of Boys Volume Two, uh, but for KOB One or the actual film. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to call it feminist. I don't know, right? But I will say that is by far, in my opinion, the best female character that Nollywood has given us. Just as a character, as a person that has facets and all of that. And in the context of the film that she was put in, she is a crime boss in a crime film. And I don't need women to be good. Right. I don't need women characters to be good. And again, and, and this might sound so so compared to like what I just said about Love is War. But for Love is War, I'm watching somebody contest for a governor and having a stupid moral high ground, but you know, whatever. But this, this is a criminal. And for part one, I absolutely rated this. I rated this representation of a woman as a criminal because she's a bad person that's doing bad things with other bad people. And that's just who she was. And again, and I think this brings us back to my thing on do movies need to be to be moral, right? Or to give moral instruction. And something like King of Boys to me, something like the first King of Boys to me, it's entertainment. You don't have to give me any moral instruction. But again, I maintain they should not do more harm, which Mr. and Mrs. is something that I do think is harmful. So it's my, that's my complicated feeling on whether or not Nollywood has a responsibility to give moral instruction is don't do more harm and don't put in harmful tropes um, when you're just doing things that could be influential to people and stuff like that. But you're going to give me crime shit, right? You get, sorry, pardon my friend. You're going to give me things with crime, right? There's Brotherhood with Obalola and Co. There's Gangs of Lagos, there's whatever, right? There's King of Boys. And we're following a crime boss doing crime boss stuff. And she's not going to be a good person and she's not going to have good morals. But she is a character who is doing things, using using her resources as a woman to navigate 
a male-dominated space. And unlike Lionheart, she doesn't have to depend on the ideas of her uncle to succeed in this in this life, in this life that she has chosen. Yeah, I just I think though that there is Inka and I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on you, but I do think there's something inherently sexist about expecting a woman to seek redemption in a world where everybody else is doing bad things and she's just going on to do bad things with them. Why is no one else? No, no, no. Why is she? They told us that she was going to do that. They sold us. I didn't accept. I didn't think she should. They they sold it. That's why I was like, why? wasn't oh my god my kids are dead I'm going to do good things redemption in her case was taking her power and her throne back she redeemed herself by getting her power back and that was not what she said that was not what she said because she just handed handed her under, underworld power to the person who killed her children but again <laughs> King of Boys mm-hmm. does not exist to me Oh yeah, yeah, I hate I hate violence. I have to say that's the thing that I didn't even know memory and from existing movies. That's the thing that pissed me. The fact that she put her gave her power to the person that killed her children. Like she literally said she wanted to do redemption. She said it. And we didn't get to the end. And of insult upon insult. The man that killed the children, that's where you handed your power over. It just showed that you're just a complete power. Um you have no morals. No, there's no line yeah, for you. She doesn't have any so, morals. She's a crime boss. Murdered yeah, but she also yeah. still yeah. have morals. Yeah. There's yeah. something. Yeah. There's yeah. something. There's something. I'm being conservative here. I'm being the conservative. Something of like my blood. Don't fuck with my blood. And she did. And I'm like, nah. Bye bye. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe it's my conservatism that came out. Volume two was was it's slightly different. It's like in King of Boys volume one. Um, uh, Obad feels like a much more rounded character. Um, even though, like, you know, she's a crime boss and all of stuff, she's also a mother and she's kind of also looking for looking out for her community. So you can even see, um, levels of political ambition in her that she is working actively working on. And in King of Boys Volume 2, she just feels whiny, just, just the. You know, actually, when she starts, I know she's supposedly mourning her children, but like it felt like we already closed that arc in part one. But she, we open and she's she's crying and weeping, and then she's crying and weeping to one other person, and then she's when she's running, she's crying and mourning to her campaign manager that she's a woman. Ah, that one, that one was where it pinned me. Where she, it felt, it felt like a real betrayal of. Or by like oh, where she's like, yeah. oh, you know, like, do you know why I've suffered as a woman? It just it didn't feel like my Oba would say that. My Oba would just get shit done. Like, <laughs> oh god. Uh I'm very surprised you bring this up as like a flawed um as a flop at like feminism and don't mention the Lagos State governor's wife. She's she's peak representation of I'm the neck. I'm the neck. I'm the one running this. You are running this, and yet, what? You're running this, and your your mother-in-law will tell you to kneel down. You will kneel down. I'm, no, it's no, like, she neck. was running it. She was running it. Yes, but it's a representation of not having any actual power. Yes, it's a problem. There's, that's it, yes, that's but it. she doesn't have any actual because power, not because she's a woman, but because she's poor. She comes from a poor background. Again, there's a see, difference here. See, she she's was not because she's 
and giving a lot and giving her, you know, doing her background control and running things at the background. Mm. And at the end of the day, she didn't have any actual power. She could still get kicked yes. out. Yes. Remember, it's her mother-in-law that has power. The reason why is because of our yeah. poor background. It's it's a classism thing. It's not yeah. a feminism yeah. thing. I don't yeah. think it's it's that that to talk about though, so yeah 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 yeah. you're right you're right it still points to my idea of what i've been saying about like one of my biggest issues with feminism speaking is that feminism the type of feminism that gets popular and gets um all the hair something is the feminism that always seems to help middle to upper class women not necessarily the feminism that seems to help poor women because sure. that's one thing and it's still reflected it's always reflected and that's why some of this mo- i think these movies have like reasons to st- they reflect our society in many very many different ways we may not like the feminism ideologically but it's reflecting the truth about our society sorry my father is calling i have to go <laughs> okay <laughs> um no all right okay so like i i think we've already we're already tapped into some of the next topic for me is like good examples of feminism in Nollywood um, um, of feminist characters. That one go as small. Wedding party. <laughs> no, like even me now, I'm like, huh. <laughs> Mine's King of Boys volume. Um, King of yeah, Boys volume. Yeah, I guess it's pretty good, but um, hmm, yeah. let me think. Oh God, this is hard. <laughs> Bring <laughs> up the <laughs> that voice. Where's our list? Uh, no, from this year, forget about it. Not this it. year. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to go to my old favorites. Uh-huh. Angela, that's my babe for life. Oh, that's my babe. Okay. So, I'm going to go with her. Okay. But you love wicked women. I mean, like, it's funny how, like, um, writing... That's It's actually interesting how, like, writing anti-heroes, uh, female anti-heroes is the best way to give like a well-rounded yeah. um female female lead that's kind of sad um i know but like is, I, but I, think, time, I think they really struggle with writing like a straight and narrow woman, woman without, without making her feel like a virtuous woman yes without making her a virtuous woman and then they struggle with writing a not good woman without giving her a comeuppance right yeah. or forcing and I think her that's why I like Angela I mean she dies but it doesn't really feel like like a come up it just feels like a yeah. natural consequence like, of the yeah. lifestyle she chose yeah exactly right? and so even with Oba when her whole family dies it still doesn't feel like um, yeah. they're punishing come her because yeah. you know the game is the game. Yeah. Yeah. thing that happens yes it's yeah, collateral so. damage but in other movies, I'm trying to think of a just a normal person who does normal person things, who then isn't like who doesn't conform, who doesn't get punished, sort of for for not conforming. And I I can't think of a single one. You know who should have been all right, but like obviously was played by Nancy Seme is Obar is her character in Obaram. Because that was a character again, who had like who wasn't you know she had an edge, um, but yes, yeah, but she was awful because she didn't want her baby, and her dad went and got the baby back from the orphanage and beat the shit out of her. It would have been great, but she was playing. That's that's how I feel still. Oh my God! Failed feminist films, Blood Sisters. Oh my God! A lot to yourself. Um, um, I was just thinking Blood Sisters because that was horrendous, man. Fugitives. Why fugitives now? Okay. 
So um, that okay. So no, nobody has any idea of any other good ones. Uh, I'm just going I, through I an think films, the article find... didn't the article have a car? Uh, uh, didn't mention dry. Nobody talked about dry here. People yeah. have forgotten. We haven't seen dry. dry. No, haven't. Yeah, I dry was dry. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't find dry to do a rewatch. But dry was. Um, I remember watching dry, and I remember strongly disliking it. Um, strongly disliking it. Um, I don't know whether that was because of I think it came it across like me poverty back then. Poverty porn is exactly what I was going to use. <laughs> and I think it has it I think it had a severe-ish complex to it. And I think that's why I disliked it towards the end. I thought it was, you know, telling an important story. But I, I thought I felt the oh there was the angle towards the now maybe my memory is not so good but there was an angle towards the end that annoyed me in such a way where it was very there was a savior complex in there either by a white person or 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 an organization or something very PSE-ish at the end like in such a way where oh, look, somebody came in and swooped in and, and saved the day in a manner where at the end of the day he wasn't talking about FGM in in a way where in a way where we would say feminism comes to play. It's talking about yeah, poverty. I don't know, suffering porn or something. Yeah, it was it yeah. was it was like trauma porn. Uh, oh my goodness, it it just felt like I I think in the beginning or close to the beginning of the film, uh, Stephanie goes on to explain the exact. Um, issue that there's going to be discussed and honestly that explanation i learned would have it would have done it right it's yeah kind of, it's very horrible and grotesque how it comes across which is good i guess um but the movie just goes on to just we we have this girl who is just I like thought- suffers it and she's just like oh h- h- how disgusting and gross is she oh how dis- she's isn't she gross because yeah it's just like all right. Okay, I I get it. Can we do something else? Like, is there any? Are we gonna write a character? She didn't write. She she wasn't a character. She was just the the thing with the 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 thing that they were okay, going to be talking to about. With there is and, yeah. Um, there yeah, is a film things. that reminds me of Dry. That I also feel like it's it's as a feminist theme, even though it's not at the forefront. But I think it's strong. It's um, Tunekelani's Mami. I liked Mami because I thought the mother's character, I don't know if anybody can remember, it's quite old now. The structure is almost similar to Dry, but the difference is that whilst this guy tried to retrace his steps in such a way we, we see flashback of his younger self and lessons that he learns from his mother, she was the most, she was, you know, she thrived, she was... Um, was that thing like tenacious trying to provide for her only child she was flawed extremely she stole she lied i mean she also tried to teach him how to do the right thing you know even though she died but in a way where it's not like it's just for his own i mean the advancement of whatever the plot was eventually but i felt like you know that character that character represents in a way the motive Oh, sorry, that's not a word of human of human being, right? Like, not only would as a way of either you know when they want to eulogize like a mother's role, how she's perfect, right? But but he tried to see both sides of her, and the 
at the end of the day, everything, not like justifying, at no beat was any of her actions, including when she had to lie, was justifying, you know, what she had to do or whatever it is that she did for her child. But in such a way where at the core of it is that she's trying to survive is, and so that a child would also survive. I don't know if anybody remembers the film. Did not, did not. I was... <laughs> no, mommy is like 2012. It's just, I don't think he's that old. Again, I was a child. No, 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 no. I just, at that time, I didn't used to watch like films with like actually caring about. Oh, okay. Makes more sense. Makes more sense. Yeah. They, well, you they, they, so. Um, I was going to say something. Uh, 93 days. Does it count? Because it's like a true life story. So, does it count? It's three days. Was Bimbo? I can't remember. Was Bimbo? No, no. Uh, um, yeah, Bimbo. I, 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 I guess it could because... I can't remember. The film we, we were just focusing on... Yeah, but, like, the focus was just on, you know, Dr. Didivo's story, right? All right. So I guess that could count. Okay. I guess that could count, yeah. It was just a woman that was... <laughs> <very> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I propose potentially Fourth Republic? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yes, with yes, so yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yes. a flawed woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. That. I a like flawed that. woman. Yes, 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 because she still did end up. Yeah. It turns out she did do dodgy shit, and she yeah. still won the Yeah, I like, there was I like, no, like, like no comeuppance for being a bad woman. It was just. Yeah. It just I couldn't believe. Oh, the series. And love is war is. Uh, no, yeah. RMD and the other woman. Um, what's her name? I love her, Dakore. I thought Dakari was normal. What's wrong? Um, it's a it's a legal series. I can't remember the name. Where they um, castle, um, castle? Castle, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess from the episodes I saw, it, it I just felt like you know legal drama. Sorry, stuff. I couldn't yeah. get over the bad uh, legal law. Legal law. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell me that in court people can walk naked, and I will be like, fine. She was she was pretty well rounded. All right. Um yeah, um, I, I feel like there is a uh, there's a difference between like a well rounded female character, which is a good character, and a feminist character. Feminist well, character. It was feminist like, in the way that they were both the partners of the law firm yeah. and and sort of yeah. both had. Yeah. And she even got she even kicked him out, didn't she? Yeah, like, so it was, yeah, was, yeah, was, was very, 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 very much pro um whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. Um, um another movie that gets mentioned in the article is I haven't seen this. I think Mr. C has seen this, so she can tell me. Is um Muna. Muna. Yeah. It's just such a bad film. I, I I don't even know if it was or what. It, it was just a just a bad film. It's a very bad film. Uh, this film it was a very bad film. It was like a fever dream. Who's in it? I've never seen that. I so, uh, I so, uh, um, she. I and I'm pretty some... sure there's sexual assault in there. And oh yeah, there's sexual assault and... in the in the trailer. In the trailer, yeah. No, oh, I was it the one where she was fighting? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. she went abroad yes. to go and learn how to fight. Not to be mistaken for the other one she was fighting called the setup and the setup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember this one because I remember when she was posting on her Instagram doing the, the fighting. Yes, bro. Yeah. And then the nonsense when you dropped because and then that, they... that was when this was acting became nonsense, Abby. 
Yeah, I think it was the genesis of, of <laughs> genesis of a uh, couple of, of things. Yeah. Badass, uh, badass. Badass, yeah. yeah. Just honorable, yeah, honorable, 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 that was honorable mention to the setup for failed feminist film. Um, <laughs> another dishonorable mention to Giacomo because while it was trip, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't ever watch the Giacomo. I mean, I feel like I would recommend it to you. I feel like you can take it. <laughs> I, think I don't know, be. man. I love Kule Remy, but I don't know if I love Kule Remy that much. No, See, no. take a few shots, right? We'll send you the template for our Nollywood drinking game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you'll have a trip. you enjoy yourself. Hey, um, also, okay. uh, have you, where else are you going to see someone twerking, a stripper twerking on the altar? Yeah. Where else? I promise you won't see it in our culture. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not being so oh, I have actually seen a video of somebody well, I don't know whether she's a stripper or not, but I've seen somebody talking for Jesus. Well, a video of somebody talking this, for Jesus. In, in this scenario, there's no, there's no conflicting it. Yeah, this is a stripper. This is a stripper. This she's, is a she's in the, she's in her, um, she's not, she's not wearing church clothes. Yeah, she's not twerking in church clothes. She's right? twerking she, she, as a stripper. Yeah, yeah. She's in character. And the altar. Yeah, yeah. Also, there is an exploding man. So you know, if you. I was just going to say a good feminist movie God, and God. many of you are going to push back on me on this let us say stranger no, I, I love it I'm not pushing back you know what no. not even, not even, film even, club even letter to a stranger is not even feminist I, we agree that it is any genre okay the woman character is well written and it is about our decision and the men respect our decision and she's like also so what else the thing about like feminist movies is movies that explicitly um what's it called promote themselves as feminists will always in some way fall short because feminism is very different and very very different for very different something and it always there's always something to criticize so let us say stranger is a good feminist movie because it actually because it centers the woman i will say and so, it's the women nice in that film are very well written Exactly. Exactly. You mean, yes, yes. I will I will say Victor, that. They're very Victor, well. Victor Agawa. They're on screen the most of the time. They're, Victor they're, Agawa did fun. a great job. Yeah. It's fun. So why Victor not Agawa let did, Victor Agawa did a great job because um, one thing I like about the characters is, okay, let me take it back. Nollywood writers, no offense everybody, again, not generalizing, Emma Bino, is that the, the thing I've noticed is that in a bit to write something like Oyinkan mentioned, something feminist, in quote, they tend to get to be very much on the nose and then it's almost like the way Americans write, so that, again, not offense to all Americans. People come together like, oh, we want to write feminist and then they write bad dialogue, dialogue because those dialogue is like, we are women, we want empowerment in such a way where, you know, even you as a feminist, you're rolling your eyes. And I and I think where Let Us to a Stranger excelled is unlike films like, um, sorry, I'm about to mention another name, It's Okay, where in every second, I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm 30, I'm this, I'm that, I'm expected that, I'm this, I'm 30. Let Us to a Stranger didn't do that. Let Us to a Stranger had these women 
with real lives, with jobs. I mean, at least we knew that one of them had jobs. One was a full housewife. Again, there was no conversation ex- explaining their life choices, right? There was nothing around that. Just more like um, Genevieve's, that's Jemima. Jemima's character, she's dealing with her boyfriend. Um, her boss noticed that she's taking on too much. Her boss even told her, go take a break. She goes take a, she goes to Lagos for a break or whatever. She She's discussing our dreams and hope with a man in a way where we're not we're not being told what society is ex- expects of her. Even though our sister's character, I think you've been above her, Barisima, mentioned it again, not in a way where it's over the top. We do understand it coming from this particular person because she's a full housewife. And she said, Jemima, you need to marry, you need to settle down. And then we have um Evina Ibru's character said, Oh, sort of like. Nobody expect like it, the 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 conversations were so natural, like something my friends and I would have in a way where it's okay was extremely unnatural. I don't know because in every second is it's letting us know there is a societal issue. Again, both movies are feminists. But while one is extremely over the nose, I had to actually think if, when we come that letter situation, I had to actually think about it, like, is it? I'm like, you know what? You're right. And it's nice to have films like that, that does something without it being over the top. All right. If you want to hear more about Lovestine Strangers um, talk, uh, you, you should listen to the female characters in Nollywood podcast again, um, there, there's a lot of praise for for that for that film. But like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to cannibalize uh, what or repeat even what we said in in, in that episode. Um, I would ask though, just quickly, Elizabeth, someone's watched the old Domitilla. Is Domitilla would Domitilla count as? Um, Ooh, yes, it's real. Yes. Okay. I yes. Yes. forgot about it. Domitilla, definitely. Yes. Definitely. And more like, again, I don't know what happened to this new Domitilla, but the old Domitilla, except for that one bit where she went to church and asked for forgiveness, which is not a problem if you're Christian. It speaks so much to, I, I like that at the, at the crux of it is because she's prostitute, does not mean she deserves less. That is the entire theme of Domitilla. She was suspected because, I mean, and people just goes, oh, yes, yeah, she killed this man because she's a prostitute. And at the, at, at the heart of it is, you know, people, she came out on top, of course, she won the case. And I think it's really strong. Um, it didn't do a lot of, don't be a prostitute. And next time, if you're a prostitute, you die. Of, they did put comma pounds for you, prostitutes dying. <laughs> but it's a 96 film. By the end of the day, it's like, she's prostitute, she's human, she's she's entitled to good representation from the lawyer she's entitled to to live in peace like every other person with that people say oh yeah she's prostitutes then she must be a killer it's a it's a good one all right nice okay. is it the last sequel uh like we don't speak of Did that we watch it in some club we don't speak of that. It's, it's going to drop soon, and we will oh, not... it's not out yet. Oh, God. Okay. It came out in cinema. It came out in cinema, but it's not on streaming yet. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, we can... Uh, I, I think I... Did I interrupt Wayne's rounds? Was there something you wanted to say before we go into uh, general... Yes, um, 
So all these films, Domitilla and the other film, where can I... I've never seen... I'm mean, like 16. I've never seen these films. I checked the other film. It was 2007. So I was quite young then. Are they on YouTube? Is there, yeah, they, they are, are, they are on YouTube. Yes, it's on YouTube, boys, in like 10 parts or something. Like, it's yes, I don't know. You watch it to be fine. I can watch normally without the 10 parts. By there, it's not there. You, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll just okay. move it smooth, smooth. Okay, no, I don't know. Domitilla is also on YouTube. I did watch yeah, it. Again. 1996. Is, can I watch it? You can watch it. You okay, can. I have problems watching movies with like terrible editing and. Effects. Trust me. Once you start watching like it, once you start watching it, once you start watching it, because of the I'm story, Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded mean, but like, there's certain things you just have to like, accept with like old Nollywood and just like grin and bear it. No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. All right. Also, also the, the women of NFC take letters to a stranger very seriously. We love it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, do we want, let's do a quick uh, summaries of that. Uh, I guess rounding up um, what. Are you guys hopeful for feminism in Nollywood? Um, is there is there a is there a is there a light at the end of this very dark tunnel? Um, I would say um, at least maybe Jade, Jade and um, Jade and Kemi uh, doing some streaming movies, maybe. There, there might be light somewhere, but um, yeah, this is how we this is how we're rounding up. All right. Okay. Sorry, I just want to on that. I haven't seen Jaddy write a female. Thank you. We're gonna say that too. Uh, like, uh, like maybe the closest she's done is like the Sugar Sisters because they were yeah. chasing like a bag, literally, yeah. not a man. But I haven't seen yeah because Brotherhood, Gangs of Lagos, the women in there were just. Remember, we had a running joke even when they were yeah. like three kids chasing their no. dreams, and we're like, yeah, yeah. they've had a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no. maybe yeah. Kemi, maybe if she doesn't give go the route of Cobb two, um, if she can, oh, unless King of Boys one was lightning in a bottle. Um, but I, I'm not holding out for Jadie. because no, the, the reason why I said the reason why I said this because whilst I believe someone like Kemi, that's like it's part of her blood. Um, it's part of her DNA. I, you know, it's kind of how Jordan, you know, how Jordan Peele wants to like write films with black leads. Um, I think Kemi's wants to tell you know stories where um, you know where women are like mm. empowered and all of that. Um I think Jade is just generally a better writer and will incidentally write <laughs> a female lead and and um and I I'm hoping she's going to yes you, you guys are right. I don't think I've um I wouldn't say Shaka is a great feminist um rep- is a feminist representation but um I, I think she's very much capable of doing it. Um um, just yeah, if she write, if she chooses to go that way, which I just feels like eventually she will. All right, uh, Vanessa. Yeah, I sorry, I'm I'm scared for the future, and this is this is in a. I'm sorry, I don't know how to be as optimistic as you guys are. You know, there was a time when we used to say, "Oh, if women wrote women lies, I mean, 
a woman wrote um come online what's the name of that film i'm sorry all hey. i can know is the marketing tagline come hey, online hey you hey you hey, hey you the name of the film yeah hey you a woman wrote hey you that's all i have to say a woman wrote and directed hey you abby so i'm terrified because if men in nollywood if men in nollywood cannot write women and women in nollywood cannot write women who can write women Shepe Angeli, is it Angeli that will come from upstairs, from the heavens, and come and write women for Nollywood? Because at this point, I genuinely, I don't know, man. Oh, well, I guess I, we saw a film like a few weeks ago. I guess Over the Bridge has a pretty good female character, but I don't know if I would call it feminist, which is the thing, right? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. A lot of women in Nigeria are still unlearning a lot of internalized misogyny. And I guess that's very apparent in how um, women are written and portrayed in Nollywood. We're still doing the work. And I don't know if the people who are making films in Nollywood are doing the work um, to decenter men in, the, in women's stories to write women who are multifaceted as women really are, um, to write women who are wholly human and not just cardboard papers or plot devices to help move along a man's story. I don't know. I'm not as hopeful as you guys are. I guess what we see is what we will get. I guess, and like to see what Vanessa was saying really, is that there's not a lot you can do in the society that's the way that it is um you can't draw from an empty well and (laughs) we are very much have an empty well and people drawing from it i think are doing phenomenal things because they are up against multiple things there um as they try to write these stories which is first of all they are one of trying to tell the stories that do exist and the stories that do exist unfortunately are largely misogynist like let's look at how this week has gone and the woman who just like has been crying on the internet because she's homeless and her husband has taken over you know everything like that these are the stories that exist it's it's so it's hard to then expect writers to tell those stories or not tell those stories and instead try and sell us fan fiction and if they were to tell sort of like a overtly feminist story it would very much be fiction in in the Nigerian landscape of things and then that also raises the question the audience they're still trying to sell movies and I I, I know how the Nigerian audience will react to a rah-rah feminist movie it wouldn't be pretty it probably wouldn't even get shown in cinemas first of all like let's start there it's crazy because like the audience is basically women um and it's not and, and it's the kind of women i you know i don't know but i feel like a lot of the audiences are women and came out data has done it um i don't see why i really don't see why it can't be done but I definitely share your pessimism. Well, on, um, on the next side, I, let's look at, for example, the other woman that movie that uh, was advertised that came earlier. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, did Sharon. Well, uh, did it do well? The modern no, woman. I don't think it did. Did it come the out? The other woman that uh, Sharon Oja, that movie about uh, 
a happy marriage that gets destroyed when the wife starts a having with, uh, a COVID of feminist. feminists. Did it come yeah. out? Did that yeah. film come out? It did come out. Oh, it did? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, yes, I'm so true. glad that it came out yeah. and I had nothing. Yeah. So, you know. Um, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wayne, Wayne's rants. Do you want to? Uh, oh. Yeah, my hand has been hopped since. Okay. Um, um, I want to share in Mr. C's optimism, but I don't think we'll see it how we think we will see it. I don't think we'll ever see um, something overtly feminist um, because, like I said, I think our society in Nigeria is very inherently misogynistic. Um, and so a film that is overtly feminist, would it will hit the audience like like a slap, right? And um, I think what we'll see more is, and what I hope for more, is more women stories, right? Like, like, like we've said, women are human beings. They're not story plots. They're, um, they're not plot devices. Sorry, they're not. Um, they're not things that you use to make the film um, have a lot of characters, right? Um, they exist, and so what I hope, especially for the women characters, is because I don't think I, I will be able to write female characters as well hopefully the female writers in the industry write actual female characters and slowly like we've said um the article says it's that um cinema shapes the mentality of people and slowly um the more we begin to see um, women as human beings the more we will get ready for an overtly feminist um film right slowly not not soon but hopefully with the way the world is going, we will be able to see something like that. And and the idea of slowly is kind of why I'm not optimistic because <laughs> look at where we are now and how slowly we have been trying to introduce this idea where 10 years ago, when is Wives on Strike? 2016, we are still selling the idea that the acceptable form of protest is either in the kitchen or in the bedroom. How quickly are we going to progress from there, really? Like, I just don't see I just don't see it happening as as quickly as it needs to be to be impactful because by the time we get to the next stage of feminism, everybody else would have moved far away from it. And then at that point again, we are still behind. And so what are we doing? Yeah, no. I um I, I wouldn't I each and I called called me optimistic. I'm not optimistic though because that's two out of how many <laughs> two out of how many people of which I and you know I don't I'm more optimistic Kemi than makes, my zero. Kemi, Kemi makes movies what once every two, three years and then Jade Jade makes films a little bit more frequently, but the ones that you know she might make are might not be female centered or so yeah, I'm not. We're talking about maybe we're getting one every two years. Uh, Five years. If 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 I'm if I'm lucky, I don't know how optimistic that be. So yeah, but like yeah, there is something to say with um, um again whether we're going forward uh, using Domitila as an example, the original versus um um versus the remake that came out. Uh, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. It's like, are we we're going forward? Yeah, going we're forward. We're regressing. We're definitely yeah. regressing. Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa mentioned um, in in the females in 
yeah, yeah. Female characters in Nollywood podcasts. I think that was one of the things like that female characters have been kind of getting worse in some er- in a lot of areas and in a lot of ways. Um, uh, so it's, I don't know what it's because we're getting more of them. It's probably that. No, well, I think I really think what's happening female centered and then and then they're also bad writers. So like, I think what's happening is that I think. I want to say that the technique being used, I think what's... Okay, let me rephrase. I think what's happening is they feel like if they are on the nose, I don't know why they think, why writers or whoever, producer or whatever, think or believe that if they have female characters tell us about their struggle and then keep telling us about their struggle, because if you compare, you know, the older... Domitilla to this Domitilla, you will notice that there is a pattern, and the pattern starts from, let's say, Olotere. From Olotere, that whole ordeal with Olotere, and then Glamour Girls, the whatever, the Patsu, the remake, the refix. And then, so you will notice that there is a recurring theme that I feel like they believe they have to replicate, right? So they want to replicate this prostitute who, oh, suffering and suffering. So it's it's a way, it, I think what's happening is they cannot balance sentiment. They, they, they want to make the audience sad for the sake of shock value or just to sell film. And when when your moral when your moral value does not tally with what you're writing and what you what you think your output should be you get stories like glamour girls or lottery and whatnot right you 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 end up with stories that seemingly seem feminist by the end of the day it seems also like prop in such a way where it's again for gawking rather than <clears throat> than telling stories Sorry to pull us back. I don't know if you guys have discussed this, but I, I would like to like make reference to how Hollywood started. I don't want to do the word start. When Hollywood started having that, or <clears throat> in the 1970s, to what, you know, then we have the feminist wave and all that. Certain stories that it started telling were, you know, female, like, centered, but they were picking stories and telling it in in way that I mean, look at Kramer versus Kramer, for example. When when it came out in the seventies, the idea behind that film is to look at how motherhood with women, and you know, women who have left their jobs behind to be full time mother, and they really don't want to be stay at home moms, just so that the man can. I think like when Hollywood went through their own phase, in which they still have like more feminist stories, like the first. Um, step forward wives when they have these kind of stories I think that by the 90s they still experience some blockbusters but at the, at the center of it when we start having things like Pretty Woman is they went from trying to show societal issues they've done that in the 70s in 1980s they're putting women in the forefront women doing things differently you can also see the difference in you know A Star is Born all the different remakes you have the first remake, which will be misogynist, up until Barbara Streisand's version, and then you have um, Lady Gaga's version, right? You see that if you watch all of these stories, you see the progress. Barbara Streisand's version was more on the nose because, again, during that time, it was the old feminists, you know, movements, movements in, in the West. 
But then you see that Lady Gaga's version is a bit more subtle. And I feel like that's what's been happening in, in a way. But ours didn't have that flow. While, while we had people like Kenneth Nebwe making things like Glamour Girls, we had people like um, Amaka Igwe make films like Violated, in which the woman character is human, just human. She's not a saint, she's not that, she's just a woman trying to make her living, right? We have people like that who are... But, I think at the end of the day, we, and we also have people like Ellen Upabi who thinks once you're a prostitute, you deserve to go and die. The stories converge in 2000 to just be, if you're a bad woman, you, got, you are going to deserve a bad death, even though my favorite is market, market seller, Omotola. But anyways, I feel like rather than progress, we are getting our values. So you have having people whose value don't tally with the stories they're trying to tell. Let me just put it that way they probably are not feminists in real lives. And that's why they can't separate feminist stories from gawking for audience. And I, so I'm also not optimistic. I probably am with others here. I'm not optimistic, really. That's it. Thank you. <clears throat> so specifically, though, I think we're regressing because, and I'm going to use this term as an example, and the second story specifically. That's not the first time we've seen a Kara woman story told in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Like prior to 2012, like as from the point where women kind of working nine to five became prominent as early as the 90s, um, down to the early movies in the 2000s, stories of Kaira women were told. And it was always the same thing where it would destroy their home. But the way it was told then was always these women who had the careers and were the breadwinners would keep their husbands at home and like subjugate them actively, like, you know, be mean to them, go out and cheat or just insult them, make them the the cleaner, sort of the, you know, just all of the things housewives would be doing that is apparently insulting for a man to do um, is what they would be doing. Um, and then there would also be the added aspect of the disrespect where she's either yelling at them or uh, actively, you know, messing with somebody else on the outside that the man is sort of aware of. And that's how these stories were told then where a working woman is a woman who is cheating on you and a woman who will insult you. Um, and so when at the end of those movies, the women got their quote unquote comeuppance, it was always sort of palatable because she has done all of these evil things to deserve it. And we see Mr. and Mrs. here, 2012, supposedly modern movie. She's not doing any of that. And the very thing they're pushing back on is just how working nothing else she's not insulting him she's not subjugating him to any menial work in fact his only sort of household duty there seems to be dropping off and picking off his kids because it's just convenient by the time he closes at 3 p.m um and still they're pushing back on the idea that this woman has a career that she cares for and so when he cheats with his house help who is possibly underage it's sort of deserved like why how like that is for me just like a straight decline from where we're starting from and if that's how we're going i don't i don't see the stairs we're going to climb up anywhere i just don't i'm so sorry i know we are rounding up and i'm not supposed to talk i guess i wanted to say because i just watched mr and mrs that um I think we may be misunderstanding a bit about the story, This the part B of the story. First of all, the film tried to paint the woman as subjugating her husband. There was a scene where um, when she left with um, Incest's character 
and he came out and then she tells her husband to go in. Come on, that's not a real thing. Like, let's be serious. Like, no, 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 why I... can you not tell your partner to go get your phone? No, 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 yelling at your husband and making him cook and clean and telling him he can't go out and if he doesn't have any money. Like, we've seen those movies where the women who work are actively antagonistic. So I don't think there's any comparison to be made there that he told she told her to go pick up her phone. That's a regression. No, no. That it, wasn't, no it, wasn't, it wasn't the fact that she told him. It was the fact that when she, it was a conversation she had with incest character i was even talking it wasn't the thing she did yeah i remember the conversation i also think that like i think what the movie wanted to do there was actually the thing that was the humiliating thing was that he was just a house husband i think that's what the movie. he He had a job he had a job job. he wasn't a house husband i know i'm saying i'm saying the movie is going look at what Man, look at what you can become if you're if the woman is the breadwinner. You'd yeah. be doing the yeah, taking care of the children and doing not. this and doing that. And that's the problem with this movie because we've seen actual representations of that before, and I can't think of one right now. But I, I know the movie I'm thinking about where this woman who is the breadwinner is actually subjugating her husband. Like, even you as a feminist, you're like, uh-uh, your own is too much. Why are you doing that? And, Remember and Ernest to be washing somebody's pants? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, where they're washing their underwear, not that because they, they don't, they can't hire maids, but because they have decided that they're the breadwinner, so the men have to do these things. And we've seen those movies throughout time happen. And when when it's justified that they're bad people for having a job, even you as the audience are sort of like, I think that's clearly a terrible person. Um, mm. But Mr. and Mrs. is selling this idea. She's not a bad person. She doesn't do any, like, she asks him to, hey, I left my phone. Can you help me go get it while I talk to my friend for a second? And then Inse is like, why are you treating him like that? And I'm like, why are you treating him like what? Like, what does she do? What is the issue that we're having a problem with right now? Like, I cannot ask my husband and my partner to please help me go look for a phone that I may have left inside so I can talk to my friend for a minute. I don't know whether the actor didn't want to uh, come across too harsh, but I certainly feel like it was written that way that she thought a little lower of his... It it was almost like reversing it, like sometimes the way a man should... Uh, a man who is more on the misogyny side would look like a woman, like, and it would almost be like, if you imagine you asked if, if a man went to ask his wife to go get something and then somebody asked you, why are you asking your wife to go get you the thing? You'd be like, what do you mean? No, like, this like, like is, it's her. I think, I think but what he doesn't say that. I think, yeah. I I think they to, put some sentences to... in there, right. Yeah. To do it without, but without, they couldn't, they didn't show it. They just had her say, Oh, I have him where I want him. that's fair i do hear that remember that part but that just seemed forced into the story not an actual part of the story because what we do see is that she comes home she asks about the kids well-being she's not even expecting him to know she's expecting the person she hired to know um and even when the shopping is being decided she's deciding out with the maid and all she's saying is ask him for money like even in terms of providing she's still pushing some of that providing back to her husband and so i don't that feels like a big decline from how the stories started being told to how they're being told, like as far as that movie goes. 
Yeah, I just, uh, well, I think that that film wouldn't be, if you were making Miss and Mrs. Today, you wouldn't make that, though. I think the the industry has uh, has grown a bit. So I wouldn't say we're completely going back, uh, we're, you know, we're going backwards. I think... I remember so. No, I, no, nobody, 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 nothing again. It's okay, I'm tired of all of you guys. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> it's so sad. It's very sad, okay. honestly. No, as in, I'm uh, saying my kind of my. No, no. I'm not really? even talking about. Um, I'm not talking about Miss and Mrs. I'm. Yeah. I just remembered there was this movie yeah. I mean, uh, that Rukadi did. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I've had a, had a. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Um. um I, can't do anymore um no uh i I this was supposed to be a quick you know hey what do you think about this (laughs) this was supposed to be hey what do you think about the 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 future of of feminism in nollywood that was what this was supposed to be it's lasted a little bit thank you though for i know this is the subject everybody um could speak on for um hey if you want to tweet it using tweeters happy to retweet any sentiments? If you want to do a thread? Do the thread. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for all coming on. I did really appreciate it. I thought this was going to be an interesting conversation, and I think it really was. Um, and I hope it did. At least it was interesting for uh, the speakers. Um, I we will discuss. Uh, I think. Madam, something, the origins, Madam Koi, Lady Koi, I can't remember, something, Koi Koi, Isha, next week. Um, I don't know we'll Nigerian this month. I can't remember, I don't know, I can't remember the, the way it's titled. I can't remember if it's actually t- titled properly. Um, I know, I know what's, I know Lady Koi Koi. Yeah, but uh, we're going to be discussing that. It comes out on the 31st, so that's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll drop on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see how well that character is written, um, and uh, we'll discuss it on I Sunday. I just want to say, Netflix has done horrible marketing for this. Yeah. yeah well. I don't celebrate Halloween, but they should have marketed this as a Halloween film. I don't understand who was yeah. in charge of marketing this. I don't know. Should have dropped this weekend as opposed to on yeah, or supposed to Tuesday, and they should have gone all out. They should have sent out things, gone to secondary schools, <laughs> made this whole thing a thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, anyway, but maybe who knows? We'll pick up steam and 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 favor. Let's see you on Sunday. Thanks everybody for joining. We'll see you next Sunday. Bye bye. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed listening and would like to join live, just follow us on Twitter at Iroko Critic and join us every Sunday, 6 p.m. West African time on our spaces.